Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles and Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. My name's Chad. And today, the, uh, the time I have been just hauntedly waiting for has arrived. The final episode of Attack on Titan has approached us and we have spent all day just celebrating it. I know. You could almost say welcome back to the last ever episode coverage of Attack on Titan. Right. That would be a trick saying because while it is the last episode we have to cover, we plan on doing one more final podcast, just like a series wrap up. Right. And then I was thinking about it uh, when we were doing notes today too. I was like, who's to say a year down the line, you know, maybe we rewatch something and we go, you know, after further review, I've got a couple more things to say. Yeah. I agree. We're the owner of the podcast. Let's just do that. We can kind of do whatever we want. There's nobody telling us what to do. Exactly. That's my line of thinking. But for now, alas, we have to move forward. Yes. It's hard to say goodbye, but let's do it. And I don't know what this episode is going to... Love to watch you go. The saying. Yes. I don't know what this episode is going to entail as far as length. No idea. As far as if we are going to say... Anything remotely important or noteworthy? Do you think you got some noteworthy stuff to say? I came up with a cool new name, I believe. So Okay. That's yeah. hey, this podcast might be two hours, but if there's one thing at the end of it you can say, Well, Chad did have another cool name. Yeah. We got that out of it. Um, but I also say to those of you listening in this moment, within the next couple of weeks we will be doing a wrap up episode message us you send us some messages yeah, something that we need to you know talk about in the wrap-up or you know past memories we've talked for so many damn hours about this show that i don't remember it all so if you want us to mention something from the past we will bring okay. it up we might have trav on because trav has been he was right there with us today um are you okay over there I'm okay sorry i mean you get situated we're gonna be here for a while my buddy, legs so. are long they're Tables, plenty of room. Don't talk about your long legs. Six five. We tried to do a reaction to it. Uh, to be honest, we got to the end. I was like, I don't think we reacted that great in anything. Well, can I be honest with you? Yeah. I felt like I, I was trying to force, you know, some reaction stuff. There, I wasn't at all. There was a lot of me where I was just speechless watching it, and my throat. I had like, a, you know, a little tickle in the back of my throat. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? When. When a show's ending, it wasn't even a sad moment, and I was getting a little emotional just because I was like, this is the last episode, and- God, we have so much to talk about. And my buddy Ronnie sitting right beside me, I was like, we started off- <laughs> Ronnie started off hating anime, he's ending it hating anime. Like, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. Look how far we've come. That's a joke, obviously. It's a joke. We it's literally joke. have so much to talk about, and I'm just going to keep saying that rather than talk about any of it. But yeah, the reaction- I got to, I was like, I don't even know if this is going to be worth posting because I told myself when we've done reactions before, I'm like, okay, I got to say something to try and make it interesting. I wasn't in that mode at all. If I said anything, it was legitimately me saying it out loud to you and my brother, Travis, who were watching it. Yeah. Travis was just in the corner. He not was. In the, and also I'll say this. You had one cool play that you made in the reaction where I was like, wow, that was actually a good call. We'll talk about it later you, on when it comes you up. You promise? I promise. Okay, promise. but do you really promise? Because if you forget about it, I'll I'm be not, upset. No, I really won't forget. I want to know what play I made. All right, thoughts overall, go. Very fitting end. Conclusion to a story. 
I was not disappointed whatsoever. Okay. Um, and it also made me think our buddy Kenny, who some of you might know from the Patreon, he's a very interesting lad. He said something to us this past week. Right. He said, I hope they change the ending. And me and you just both kind of looked at each other because Wait, tell them I, what Kenny has done. Well, I just feel like you have a grim, uh, you had a grim outlook at, on that point. I think you got nervous. When I heard that, honestly, that was like the best news ever for me. Knowing our friend uh, Kenny, and pardon you know my language, how much he sucks. He does suck. I was like, okay, that actually could be perfect. That might mean that I love it, and I really did. I liked it a lot. And um, what else was I going to say there? It was very fitting, and I think we got out as best as I ever could have imagined. Right, totally. Because it's not a happy ending by any means, but a lot of good things happened. A lot of good things happened, and I'll even go as far as to say, for what I imagined, happier than I ever could have reached. And like you said, very fitting of the show. Let's not do it yet, but eventually we're going to reach a point where we just start getting ahead of ourselves and moving around all over the place. We'll save that for now. Well, the show did a lot of moving around all over the place. That's true, too. Yeah. Sometimes we're not going to be able to contain ourselves, not that we ever do in the first place. Uh, Let's do it. Let's begin I have so many notes, but the final chapters, special two, we pick up where we left off as just kind of a refresher. The episode was an hour and 24. We got to the end. I told you that felt like three hours. It did. It did. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way at all. I think it was the last episode was only what? 50 something minutes. It wasn't a full hour. That was one of those that flew by mm-hmm. where I was like, when it ended, I go, no freaking way. And I think the difference is, is we knew this was legitimately the last episode. Yeah. And I think because that last one flew by and I've been in this situation before where you're just kind of like, you're stressing about how long uh, you have left. I hyped myself up too much for like how quickly it was going to go by and then it actually didn't. So when we finished like the recap, I was like, oh my God, we only have like 10 minutes left. Why do they spend so much time doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. that? <laughs> yeah, the recap, that was not even two minutes. Um, uh, but yeah, we're landing on Dr. Genocidal Galapagos. That's where we're at. Right. Anything that you wanted to mention here in this little recap? Just this little recap. The music is absolutely baller. Okay. It is just, it different than... Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's exactly where it left off. It makes me think of Mikasa every time I hear this song. It's just the anthem of Mikasa. Okay. I mean? It's so groovy. It's very girl power. And that's who I think of. We go black screen, chapter three, the battle of heaven and earth, which what a great name. Yeah. I think that was one of the things we first mentioned was that is a cool ass name. Don't know what's happening. Cool. Awesome name for a battle. We have a piggy. Okay. Here's another thing that we got to say up front. We've never since it was an hour and twenty four minutes, and we watched it. We watched the episode for the first time, took notes on it. Now we're recording, all in one day. We had to change our note strategy, so I was just like, "This is all going to be ingrained in my mind." I've never took notes before, so this line just says, "Piggy, Ymir." <laughs> oh, okay. You're talking about that, though. You are right. We changed our strategy. At about 30 minutes in, I looked over at Chad and I said, hey man, does it, is smoke coming from my keyboard right now? (laughs) I am typing away at this. You were, you were. 
we also have not talked about this to each other mm-hmm. at all, which is insane. But I felt in this two-hour span, we took a two-hour break after we took these notes to be able to talk about it. One, we needed some food in us. We're hungry boys. Two, I just felt broken at the end of it. Okay. And I needed to collect myself. I Honestly, I needed you with me. But yeah. We went our separate ways. But now we're back, and I feel a lot better. And that's also why we're different people, right? Because you felt that way. You're like, oh, I needed a break. Once I was in the uh what are they called the bunker once i was in the bunker i was afraid to get out just to come enter it back again so i mean i needed a break but at the same time if you had let me i would have uh i wouldn't have taken one i would have just been like let's just do 12 hours right now well i caught the breeze and then i started getting emotional and i was like all right i gotta get right back with ronnie because (laughs) no one's here to console me (laughs) So yeah, there's a piggy. Ymir is looking at it. She leaves the gate open, which you immediately freaked out about, and I couldn't exactly remember why you were freaking out. Because uh, in the past, when we got her backstory, mm-hmm. we I just thought, oh, they just blamed it on her. She might not have actually done it. No, she legitimately right. left the pin open. So gotcha, she, gotcha. she actually is the sole reason for everything to happen from then on. She is, uh, we cut over, she's watching from on top of Dr. Genocidal Galapagos. Yep, just chilling. And we've just ended with the recap basically here where um, Reiner tackles the Beast Titan who was just an empty shell. Uh, Zeke is using the Warhammer strat is what's going on where he's actually encased somewhere else along Dr. Genocidal Galapagos and just made a figure of himself. Now that's what Levi believes, but... Uh, as we know, I don't think he's necessarily doing that. It's kind of Aaron. Right, hiding. right. Aaron is kind of, yeah, good point. Jean is already freaking out. He's like looking at the vast size of this unit here. And it's like, we can't find it in these uh, yeah. bones. We have to face reality. He's built there's, different. Yeah, there's only one thing we can do. And Armin knows that. So Mikasa immediately starts to freak out. Now, this is a quick conclusion from Armin. I know, obviously... Aaron's gone on a rampage, but as soon as they land here, Armin's just thinking, all right, I'm just going to blow them up as soon as they land. See, I didn't feel like it was a quick conclusion. I feel like there have been 76 conclusions that they've (laughs) approached, which is, that's the other thing that we have to talk about. While overall, I love this episode, I'm going to gripe, I feel like, more than you, and I feel like you're going to be mad. Uh, Well, it depends on what you're griping about. And then I will say some of my gripes... A lot of it has to do with Mikasa, and in the end, a lot of it makes sense, but in the time being, it was driving me crazy, and this is the very start of it, is when they're like, we know what we have to do, and Mikasa immediately is like, huh? What? What? But she doesn't say anything. She doesn't she stop She doesn't him. say, bless her heart, she does not say anything. She just starts to freak out a little bit. Uh, Armin... He's trying to explain it away himself because once again, you said, I'm surprised he came to this conclusion. Why he did come to it, he's still like, Aaron is expecting this, so yeah, I'm not going to kill him. It's not going to happen even if I were to try. And it makes sense. He's not really necessarily, necessarily saying he's killing him in the explosion. He's just hoping that'll release Zeke's whereabouts mm-hmm. and you know other things too. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a game of battleship. There, just because you blow up all these bones and stuff does not mean you're going to hit Zeke or Aaron. You're just trying to clear mm-hmm. some space to find them. Everyone else starts to clear out. Uh, Mikasa, she does reluctantly go. 
and those who can't abandon uh, so then now this is an arm and line and this is a very important arm and line he said those who can't abandon anything can't change anything if i don't let go nothing will change see this is something armin said this to aaron in season one he said along those lines when he was trying to hype aaron up to be able to kill annie Mm -hmm. or at least fight her he said kind of that exact same line he said the humanity you have to abandon your humanity and i believe aaron could do that and boy oh boy was he right about that (laughs) he nailed that one we see a tentacle in the background it grabs armin and immediately starts sliding down his throat (laughs) this this was caught me so off guard how could so it not? completely off guard. Hey, how could it not? Oh, my goodness, dude. This is like some alien stuff going on, and we're watching Attack on Titan. So We talked about, if y'all have listened to the Jujutsu Kaisen coverage, uh, Itadori and Sukuna being the throat goats, just th- throwing down phalanges. Yeah. But Armin makes a run for their money. Right he really here. does. Uh, we see a creature running around, and of course, I knew this was an Okapi. Oh, no, you did not, Ronnie. <laughs> and you know what? I was actually going to. I was going to make that's the Okapi as part of the cool play that I said that you made in the reaction. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Oh, and actually, I'm seeing this here. Oh, one second. Is an Okapi a real animal? Allow microphone permissions first. What are you talking about? I've done this a million times. Why is it? Huh. Okay, yeah. It is Okapi, yeah. Okapi. Uh, was making sure because this had it spelt out like owl. And I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. So I nailed it. Thank you. And what What was my play? Are you to it Your yet? play? Not to it. We're not to it okay. yet. I'll talk about it. It has to do with the Okapi. So just okay. remember that. So we turn back to see a bunch of Titans hooked up. Um, I wasn't thinking anything of this at the point. I just was like, okay, she made a bunch of army Titans, essentially. Anya Capone, we cut over to him, uh, pulled off the best damn landing I've ever seen. He did take, you know, a little force to the head, but nothing that he can't shake off. We've got him in concussion protocol. We'll check back up on him later. Uh, We see Mr. Leonhardt thinks now is a good time to ask him about Annie, even though he is knocked the fuck out. <laughs> he's thinking he's going to wake up any moment now and let me know about my daughter. Come on, Ronnie. Now, initially I was like, hey, idiot, chill out a bit. There's a lot of stuff going on, trust me. But he actually becomes much more composed later and makes some good plays. He does. So shout out Mr. He, Leonhardt. He is a surprising MVP of the episode. At any point, did you connect the dots about what the Titans were before they said it? It was Don't like lie. right before. Oh, wow, this guy. I said it. I said it out loud in the thing, if you have it on camera. I said it literally the line before it is explained. I go, oh, these must just be all of the Titans in the past. In the past, okay. That, no, I said this, all the Titans she has created because she's – technically created all those titans from the past all right shifters and if you you know if our camera didn't die yeah totally would have been caught on video yeah making an awesome play which is the you know the fact that you know that the camera had some malfunctions seems like you came into the podcast thinking i can say whatever i want about what i've realized to make myself sound super smart no good on you because i did not put all that together but i had already explained it away as just like 
generic army titans. So well, one of them uh, that does the original first attack right when it comes back to Reiner mm-hmm. looks like a an Aaron attack titan, like so similar. Yeah, so they start attacking Reiner, like you said, and they make a comment about how these don't look like pure titans, but they definitely don't have enough thunder spears to damage these. Um, Levi starts talking about how armor or Armin was injured without a scratch because the second that he got like nicked, he was gonna he would have. you know turned into the colossal titan. So, and, th- and that was something I didn't even think of until I saw him say that. Right, and then another funny line from Levi. He's like, "Yeah, that that thing swallowed it and then just took off towards Aaron's or Aaron's ass." <laughs> Mikasa looks like she's getting ready to do something stupid, and Levi holds oh her back gosh. as well. And then this is when Peak figured it out. She says, "This is the past generations of all nine Titans." And that is just so cool. Oh my! That is such a so good idea. Freaking cool! That I've never even Considered. tried to consider. And I mean, what an awesome way to just be like creative. You get to design all these titans and what they all looks. You know how they were unique and all that stuff. Now that's something I wanted to get with you. First off, I've got you the, wanted uh, to get with me. Sorry, that sounded a little wrong. I always want to get with you, okay. like be with you, but. I wanted to get your opinion on which Titans looked the coolest because I it's think it's such it's an easy, easy answer. Yeah, you got to go with the second place if you really want well, to. Well, say the easy answer. It's the Warhammer. Okay. All the Warhammers, there's not a single Warhammer that I was like, oh, that's that's dorky. They all right. look fucking cool. One of them looked like a mummy, a cool-ass mummy. I don't know if you ever caught that one. I've got it right here, though. The I believe this is an armored Titan. He looks like... The thing off Fantastic Four. The armored titans look the most dorky. Yeah. I came out of it thinking um, that Reiner's Reiner has got the best armored titan. Yeah, because he looks like, one of them looks like the thing from Fantastic Four. I was never a fan of the thing. It was kind of scary. And then the female titans, honestly pretty underrated. They look cool too. Honestly, outside of the armored titans and the Warhammer titans, this is where rewatch is going to come into play mm-hmm. because I want to go pay more attention to the other ones. Yep. The Warhammers were just always easy to find because they had they're the ones with mask on essentially. And then they most of the armored, like where Reiner has almost like a metal plate is his armor. These other guys have like kind of like you said, the thing rock rockiness to them. And then the animals. There are so many yeah. different animals that I just see one right now that I did not see in the beginning. It's an alligator. Um but there was, we obviously had the Okapi. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it now before I forget it. You made the play of, oh, I bet the Okapi is Ymir's like, original Beast Titan. Yeah. Like her original thing. Thank you. for. You made that play, and then they essentially, like two lines later, say the <laughs> they, exact they the same, same thing. Which yeah. is why I'm giving you or credit. No, I think Armin says sides. it, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, um, that was fun. And then I'm also trying to think... Were there a lot of jaws that you saw? We saw Marcel and um, Porcos that obviously that are really cool. There was a couple more that they honestly just looked. I mean, Yamirs, right? That kind of brings awesome. the entire thing down. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> there was a couple more, but or carts. How about carts? Did you see any of those? 
Oh, the alligator. The alligator might have been, been another card. Yeah, I mean, there are so many different titans that it is going to take a long. We at least saw a hundred. Yeah, we saw a bunch. Yeah, we saw a hundred. How many do you think there are? That's a fun game. Let's play it really quick. It's been two thousand years. How many different shifters? Simple 18, math. Eighteen thousand. Simple math. No. Simple math would say I just did nine times two thousand. That's the wrong way to do it. But. If they all lasted thirteen years, you know, Which, whatever that is. Yeah, they didn't. There's no way they all lasted. To make it years. ten, to make it easy, to say two hundred different variations. That is a lot. Eighteen hundred. That is a lot. Just loose math. Flexing there for a second. Um, did it without a calculator. They're talking about all these titans. They don't know if the mines are still in there, if they're just, you know, brainless war mongers. Um, what? Nothing. War mongers? Brainless war mongers. That's a thing. <laughs> so they're all kind of discussing these titans when Peak just kind of speaks up. She's like, I'm not even friends with Aaron, so I'm not waiting around trying to yeah. do this whole Gotta dance blast. y'all are doing. And she charges. And I thought that was going to immediately go poorly. I'm sorry, Peak, for doubting you. It went pretty well. And this was another thing on the rewatch where I'm like, damn, she had the explosives planted like in the first 10 minutes of the episode. They were there, ready to roll. She did very good. She's very, she's one of the most underrated character, like Titan users. She's done so many like MVP plays. She saved Zeke in season three. What else she do? This right here. Well, That's we're getting ready to see more and more about her, too. This is also such a cool spot for a battle, just the back of Dr. Genocidal Galapagos, because she is, you know, running on his spikes, like vaulting from one to the next. At one point, I don't even know exactly how it makes sense, but there's like a... There's like bone or whatever he's made out of that goes across the width of his back that she's like sliding yeah. on, like yeah. it's a zip line. She manages to plant the explosives, but before she can detonate, a war hammer with a pitchfork stabs through her. Ouch. Good lord. And that war hammer looks to be like that is the Tiber war hammer. It is the war hammer that we've seen initially. Oh, really? Yep. Okay. Um, I thought it was a farmer war hammer with the pitchfork it was wielding. Well, they can make whatever they want. Um, I thought that they would still have kind of their, their go-tos is what I thought. You know what's cool about this that I didn't uh, we obviously saw the beast titan was uh he had like a puppet cord whenever mm-hmm. he was manifested. These other ones if they if they're just on top of the bone, they don't necessarily have to have the puppet cords. It's when they have to hang from the bone that the puppet cords come into play. Okay. Yeah, because initially it seems like they were all connected, but then when they're fighting, a lot of them, you don't see the cords. Like the jaws, especially, I saw them. It's almost like they all grew from puppet cords, but then you can like snap off Mm -hmm. and just start rolling. You know what I mean? You can pop off for real. You can pop off for real, though. And speaking of popping off for real, though, this was when, and I'm trying to think, my mind was full of a lot of just awesome visuals. Um, I think I knew it was coming, but I hadn't told myself that I knew it was coming. Does that make sense? You can yeah. say no. That's allowed to be an answer. I saw Galliard. Saw Porco um, first, with just the Galliards actually, because pretty much every time you see Porco, Marcel's in the background. Yep. Um, and Porco attacks Reiner, and that's when I was like, "Damn! Now we're gonna have to fight 
all of our lost titans. Yeah, you know what's insane? They even even in death, even after death, you keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. All of these uh, titans are still moving forward even after death. <sighs> Very intriguing. Jean's getting ready to get eaten by uh, Porco, but then Levi swoops in, saves the day. Uh, we see Marcel in the background, like I said, and then the Marlians and fake Keith. Do you have a name for this guy? Is that who's got the uh, no. name? I, it's just one of those things. I know we've said this a lot, but will the real Keith Shadies please stand up? This guy is such a wannabe. Yeah. Keith Sh- now listen, does he do some good stuff in this episode? He does. He does. But no one will compare to Keith. I like to think that when Keith died, he was reincarnated slightly into this guy, mm-hmm. and the only times that you know Keith really came out was the the good moments from this guy. I like to think that they're related in some way, you know. Wow. Well, this guy wasn't an Eldian, but well, I know, but just like from just like uh, Mikasa, they're half breeds. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know. He's a he's a stepbrother. Yeah, yeah Keith he's is, related, but not through blood in any way. Keith is actually an Ackerman, confirmed. <laughs> that would hate. So, okay. has someone wrote that a theory yet? Let's we, be the ones to have. do it. Uh, yeah, I just keep calling him Fake Keith. They finally say his name at one point, and it was too far into the episode. I thought, don't care, you're white-haired Keith. Mm-hmm. And then we got a brother. We got a brother up there with him, um, Anya Capone should be proud that there's another guy with darker skin that's also in the Marlene army. He does nothing all episode. Um, now, the parody forces, fake Keith realizes that they're trying to stop the attack, and I think right out of the gates, he kind of starts going, um, everyone else is kind of scared, confused what's going on, and he realizes that they're brave enough to be sitting there fighting for it, and um, he's like, we're not going to just sit here. We're going to help. And then one guy, it might have been Anya Capone's friend, says, we have three cannons left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just sent everything. So I uh, don't think that they're going to be helpful a lot, and we will not see them do anything helpful either. Well, but it's yeah, nice to bes- know that they, they were going to try. Besides, like they did help tend to Anya Capone, stuff like that. Okay, they yeah. provided medic. Yeah. medic care and that's you know good for them that's mm-hmm. huge we needed that back on the back of dr genocidal galapagos jean's giving extra thunder spears to mikasa and uh well dude we got that cool ass levi scene which was it's just levi fighting he goes so the cool thing about levi here he fights a jaw titan then he fights a female titan Okay. Then he fights off a Warhammer type. It just is like Levi fighting off each different type of shit. That's another thing where it's like the action in this episode. Oh my God. It is so incredible. They take out so many of these Titans because they're so good at it now. Because it's not like they just, you know, you cut them in the chest and they shatter. Like each one of these, they're taking the time to either knock out of the way long enough or just straight up go for the nape and mm-hmm. kill them. Well, that's what I like, too, is that these are all, since they are kind of brought back, they're not just hardened Warhammer. Mm-hmm. Like, they legit, you can kill them by slashing their neck. Right. They got blood and all that. So we cut back over to Armin inside the Okapi, and he's talking to himself. He's like, I was naive. 
He wonders uh, if this is Aaron, but then quickly realizes, no, this is the founder, Ymir. Yep. He got that glimpse of her right when he was being taken mm-hmm. in. We well, saw her through his eyes. And then he also just thinks about it logically because he's like, Aaron wants to move forward. So this is like this is resistance. This isn't moving forward. This is someone fighting back. This is the founder, Ymir. She wants humanity to end as well. And then Amanda stands above Armin and he kind of turns around and it is a crying Bertotto. Our buddy Bert. Buddy Bert. He's never gone. Which is... Never forgotten. An awesome... Like, if you were really paying attention, this could be a way for you to see this and be like, oh, Armin is in the paths. But I just wrote it off to like, he's just seeing things. Right. Because it's like, oh, he's seeing things. This is the guy he consumed. Right. He's so connected with Bert already seeing his memories and stuff like that. Um, but I like that touch, kind of. And that still might be what it is, but because he hasn't exactly revealed that where he's at yet, but it was still a nice touch. Then a shadow starts to cover Reiner fighting, and what is it? But it is Bert's Colossal Titan. They, I mean, the transition from that to Bert's Colossal is so fucking cool. Because first off, Bert's Colossal is the most iconic Titan in the show. Can we kind of agree on that? When you see people talk about this show, when the, a poster pops up, it's always Bert's face. Right. Well, it's, it's his the eyes. First titan, the it's first, his eyes looking over the wall. Right. But it's the first Titan to ever be shown mm-hmm. in the series. Um, and I think he's the only Colossal that actually appears on this, the back. Yeah. Which is interesting. There's not a whole lot of room for him, I guess, because mm-hmm. even he is just like half... Half of them was up there, and he's dangling above them all like a, I don't even know, and like at, an umbrella, I guess. And how interesting is that, that she chooses his Colossal to to come back and yeah. to fuck up? I mean, the first thing he does goes after his uh, ex-best friend who just left him to die. Yeah, he, he grabs Reiner and bites the armor's head off and then catapults him into the oh ground with the fury of a thousand... I don't know. Something that's intense. Reiner has taken so many ass beatings at this point that I, I don't even I don't even know if he feels anything anymore. And so then this was like a so we cut to below the rib cage. I don't know if there was such wind that flew down and made them kind of like fall into here or they just saw the attack coming and they were like the only way to go to not get hit is to go down. But they're all hanging from the rib cage, down into just this whole other layer of what's go of what's going on, where there's just more titans on reserve, just like hooked up, ready hooked to hooked up. And then we've got we can see like the colossals walking below them, which is just a whole other thing in itself. Uh, Connie's hanging. Reiner was caught by Jean, but both of their ODMs are busted. They can't zip out of here. This is what we needed. We had Jean kicking his ass just a few episodes ago. We had to have him save him at some point. Oh, and we are getting ready to Mm -hmm. really bro out. Reiner says he can transform one more time, which we will see him do. But I remember on my first watch when he said that, I was wondering, is he just saying that so Jean lets go and can like save himself? That, yeah, I think that's what he's saying, but he really can just do it one more time. Um, well, I mean, we see that he can, but also the, like to do it that quick over again, I wasn't sure if he really mm. could or if he was saying like... 
But what's interesting like too he is thought maybe he could and was just going to try. Even John was like, even if you do on your way down, what are you going to do? Just get stomped on by colossals. And John says a great line. He says, for being the armored Titan, you sure get smashed up a lot. <laughs> Somebody finally said it. Somebody said it. And Reiner says, you think we can still win? And John says, nope, but we're going to keep fighting till the very end. We're scout regiment. We don't quit. God, that is- Bros! Bros! Made my heartbeat skip a little bit the, for the first time in the episode. And I was like, keep it together, oh, Ronnie. Do not get emotional yet. When he, yeah, when he included Reiner as being a scout and the look on Reiner's face. Oh, so Don't make me cry now. I got through horrible. it twice without doing it. <sighs> Mikasa, she's the only one that seemingly has working ODM gear because she's still swinging around. And because she's just so much cooler and so much more badass. That's true. She saves Connie from like a snake titan, I guess a beast of yep, some kind. Some beast. Um, now that makes, you know what the coolest part of the beast titan is? Hmm. I feel like seeing it now for some reason, whatever your favorite animal is as a kid, that's what you turn into. Which is so much fun because this whole time I just always have figured it was some sort of like monkey thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't think, I never considered that it could be a different type of animal beast. Right. And I feel like Zeke got the monkey one because monkeys can throw things really good. There you well, go. monkeys can throw things really good, and didn't he have a monkey toy? Oh, yeah, toy? like a monkey toy, yeah. Yeah. So it might have just been his favorite animal, like you yeah. said. Levi's being held by Connie. Uh, Mikasa is the only one who can save the day at this point. When it looks like she grows wings, and I started to be like, <laughs> what is going on? Would she say it? She's using her line from, like, season one when... Uh, she doesn't call anybody else cowards, but she calls the rest of them cowards when nobody's fighting, like the initial attack. You right. Know what I'm talking about. She's like, I'm strong, stronger than all of you. I'll just take them all on myself. Like, yeah, that's and the, I. So, and then the wings, she just looks like a beautiful angel, man. I know you hate Mikasa. You said it earlier this episode, but I think she's well, awesome. Well, I mean, for a second, I mean, if I could pause time in that moment, because initially when I saw it, I was just in anything that happened on screen that was hype was going to be awesome. But how ridiculous would it have been? Would it have been if, if, she, she, just, if she just grew wings and became like uh, a, it was like a secret Ackerman thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is Falco Leghorn who swoops in Let to save go. the day. I was so thrown off right here that I almost didn't appreciate it because I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Right, I know you I were thinking the same. You didn't understand either, right? Uh, but yeah, because it looks like he he's finished going through puberty. His Titan has. He looks different. He still looks goofy as hell, but not as derpy as before. And you know what's even cooler, Ronnie? The very first episode, what does he say of season four? I had a dream that I was flying around. It wasn't him on ODM gear right. or anything. It was him legitimately flying and if you could go back to the Ronnie and Chad who covered that episode, I really harped on him saying flying. I just didn't know what it was going to do. But I was like, hey, he's going to fly at some point. Yep. I don't know how he's going to fly, but he's going to fly. God, I mean, we sh- his name is Falco. We should have known that. Falco, is it, what is it, Falcon that's near it? I, th- I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, he's got Annie and Gabby on his back. And he's like, listen, I didn't think he would be able to fly either, but then he did. <laughs> Like anyone at that point was just, they were all just relieved to, uh, 
be saved. No one was looking at Annie to be like, how can he do this? They were all yeah. just like, thank God. She's like, listen, I, n- I can't believe he could do it either. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then the coolest part of it all is that he blew up the Azuma Bito ship. Transform. Yeah. Falco, first we get a glimpse of him on the inside. He looks like he is chilling so hard. There's <laughs> no emotion on his face. He is just getting it done. Um, now, Reiner, being the big brother, is mad that Gabby is here, which is just right. like funny. And then that, like you said, is when we get the news, the Asmobito ship sank because it couldn't withhold the transformation of Falco. Yeah, it's like, oh, couldn't he have just like swam a little bit away and then done it or it's a good question yeah it seems like but it's all fine because kiyomi agreed and when we see that we see we see some lifeboats that are kind of making their way out of the uh perimeter of the ship but kiyomi and who's in the background but one that that big old bitch Yelena. It looks like it's 77 degrees, the most beautiful day that's ever existed, and she's wrapped up in a blanket. Chill out. Yeah, she... I really hope her arm is still hurting in this moment. She still has it broke or whatever, because I am just not a fan of Yelena. And then we get a line that I didn't catch the first time. It slipped by Chad the second time, and I was like, whoa, 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 did you hear what she just (laughs) said? Because Annie goes, so where is our... I mean, peak. (laughs) Shipping it. (laughs) She was worried about her boy. No, she's worried about peak. Uh, She goes on to say, your childhood friends are always getting captured, aren't they? Yeah, very, uh, very true. Aaron got captured so many times. Armin is now captured. I guess the roles just reverse here. So obviously, well... It's funny that she's going to say that when it's like, hey, you were in an ice cube for years. Yeah. And you were also the first one to capture Aaron. As far as people who've spent more time under, the most time under capturedness, it is you. Now, you did, there was a layer of you captured yourself, but you were also on watch the whole time. So, or being watched the whole time. Obviously, they're going back in for Peek and Armin. Now, how many good moments does Annie and Mikasa have this episode? It is, I feel like they've got so many great moments here. I mean, we needed them to have it because they've never had any chemistry, really. They've always hated each other. Yeah, because even, I know like Sasha was around and stuff, but it never felt like Mikasa had a girlfriend. Mm -mm. Annie feels like, oh... They can have a girls' night out together. Yeah, they both kick ass. Yes. Like, let's talk about our Muay Thai moves. And it just seems like Annie gets Mikasa a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. she knows what Mikasa, that she's not the traditional. You know what they are? They couple bad bitches is what they are. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't like how you said it, but you're not well, wrong. Well, how else would I say it, Ronnie? They're a couple of bad bitches. They a couple bad bitches? Yeah, I don't. it's like you're trying to make a TikTok sound or something. I don't like it. Um. So Levi, he's devising the plan. One group saves Armin. We need the colossal, and then the other goes after Aaron's neck to detonate it. And he basically is just like, which I thought we had this conversation earlier. So here's my second time I gripe about it. We no longer have the luxury to worry about Aaron. And I'm just like, 
we were trying to do that before. <laughs> well, you know who they're telling that to every time, right? I know, but just even say it out loud. Like, They've I, got, mean, I think they're trying to drill this into Mikasa's thick head. Yeah, Mikasa's, she starts to ar- argue, but kind of gets cut off because Connie realizes, like, we were saved by a miracle. Falco is flying right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, Levi even says, too, though, we never had it to begin with, the luxury right. to worry about Aaron. So right. they know. Because it's the kind of thing I would say, well, oh, just like go behind her back and be like, hey, we all know what needs to happen. But the problem is Mikasa's the best fighter. So, like, oh, yeah. She's got to be in on the plan because she's probably the one doing the plan. Well, how about Levi? We've seen the moments we've already seen from him so far. He's got two fingers. All it takes is two fingers. I know, but he'll trick you. I mean, he's been he's been out of commission for so long, especially over the last few or bunch of episodes, honestly. But you watch him this episode, and other than you know his bandages and the fact that he has two fingers, you would never know. Yeah, because he is he's giving it all, and I wouldn't expect anything less. All he needs is two fingers. That's it. Now, Levi starts to say again, <laughs> see this right here, this is the difference, is Levi deep down, he wanted to have the luxury of uh, dealing with Aaron just because he's got a long list of shit to complain about with him. <laughs> and the idea of not being able to get that off yeah. his chest, that's just not cool with him. He's got to talk with him Yeah, that's it. pretty funny. He'd rather just not kill him, let him know what his complaints are, and then kill him. Connie says they can't win if they keep holding back. So he's going to stop holding back, guys. Connie Connie has had enough. Connie Springer has been holding back this entire time. Connie Springer is getting ready to break bad. Now, obviously, I have to laugh at Connie. He was awesome this episode. So, I mean, the fact that he made it (laughs) all the way through. Wow. Oh, my God. Dude. What did you think he was done for, though, at a certain part? Yes. I thought they were really going to pound on us. We'll get there. And this is where I put in my notes. I just can't believe this is still a conversation. Uh, Jean says it out loud. We have to kill Aaron. And this is this is the best Annie Mikasa moment right here. Because Annie's such a good friend. She goes mm-hmm. to Mikasa, who's obviously having... A breakdown, and she says, "Just focus on saving Armin." Yeah, that that was a really good move because she's putting all the pressure off of her. Don't worry about anything else. We'll save Armin, and then you can worry about killing right. him. It's it's essentially like she pitches it as, "Oh, we'll take care of Aaron. You just worry about getting Armin." It's but deep down, it's more like, "Let's just take it a step at a time. Mm-hmm. We need Armin first, so you save Armin." You, you know what and is? Then we're gonna have to have a second tough conversation. Of, okay, yeah. now we kind of need you to kill Aaron. Well, I mean, Aaron really put him in a bad situation because they've only had, if you think about it, three days since he's declared genocide on the war, the world. So it's not like he's given them like a year and then they're like, oh, they just keep talking. It's literally only been seventy two hours or whatever. You could. And this is a good thing about you, so I'm giving you your credit here because it shows that you're fully immersed. But considering those 72 hours feel like, for us, they've taken place over the past, what, I don't, two and a half years? So I don't, something ridiculous. No, not that long. How long? 
a year. When and a half. when are you cla- declaring the genocide part? What part? The, when as soon when as they the go wall, into the paths, as soon the, as the wall came down and he took all the. Colossus, all right, how long ago was that? That was last like March. A year and a half ago. So you're the guy that I was just trying to make a podcast point of two and a half years, and you went, no, not that long. A year and a half, Ronnie. <laughs> Do you want? You said. You're very fully immersed, and I'm giving you the correct answer. Do you and want me to give you the wrong answer, Ronnie? The face was just so obnoxious. The idea that you made it seem like you were getting ready to be like this. No, it's just been seven days. You made it seem like I was so far off. And I mean, you were uh, an entire year, Ronnie. You're like, you're like Ronnie. It's been a year and a half. How could you possibly ever forget that it's only been 72 hours in their time? Okay, I'll give you an example. Ronnie Coleman of 2021, yeah, March 2021 to Ronnie Coleman, March 2022. How much? How long of a time was that, buddy? How much different yeah, did you look? Which is my point. It's a long time. Which is a point. One year though, not two that years. I would make. And so when I would say that, I'd go, "Oh wow, that's a lot." I wouldn't go, "No, dude, it was only Ronnie from March 2021 to now. <laughs> it's not that long. 72 hours." Yeah. Now, for us, it has been very long. But for them, it's literally been 72 hours. I don't know what the exact... It's probably three or four days, something like that. It's only been... Oh, they went and fought Flock Forrester. Keith Shady's, uh, say, Keith Shady saved the day. Yeah. Uh, Maggith Sleepy came, came back from out of nowhere. Uh, Hanji died. She took out like 27 Titans. And I mean, come Gosh. on. Well, I guess, what has it been? Like four days then? What? Probably takes Aaron a week to complete everything and it's been about four days if you had to guess i would about what you just told me how long it was were you wrong or were you just guessing well i know it's only been a few i'm just saying like how long would it take for him to actually stomp out the world do we know that answer well he gets 80 percent of the way so i'm thinking it's not much longer okay god that is when that number when he said that number i think me and you both went oh <gasps> Oh, you both made an anime noise. Yeah. They swoop around to head back. Uh, back on the plateau. Now, does Falco, is he just a really good flyist? Or do they are they saying things in his ear like, hey, swing this way, go this way? What do you think? No, I mean, first of all, if he can't hear them, which there's a good chance that he can, um... That's one way. And then second of all, it's like just we're going to save them and then we got to go back because that's the only way to win. But they can totally, he can totally hear them. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're on his back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. <laughs> the, uh, so they swoop around back on the plateau. The Eldians start walking up. Uh, they've taken off their armbands. So the Marlians Ooh. hold them at gunpoint. And there's just a lot of silly hostility going on, given the current situation. And then I guess this was because uh, Mr. Leonhardt kind of freaks out like he's been betrayed. The conductor who got him, got them here Train in the first conductor. place, flipped again and is now holding mm-hmm. a gun on him. But he's. But do you remember how he got them over here? <laughs> Mr. Leonhardt was holding a gun to the guy's right, head. Right. So it's like he's like, I mean, bro, <laughs> yeah. dude. I thought we were friends. Yeah. Why, are you, why are you doing this to me now? They kind of just traded places. It wasn't. <laughs> and fake Keith strolls up, cocking his gun, but we cut away for quite some time. So just remember that. 
The guys on Falco are like, what is going on? Are they seriously still trying to kill each other down there? What is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they see that flying off. They're yeah. like, what the hell They're is like, happening? Are they Come seriously on. pointing guns at each other right now? <laughs> yeah. They're 15 minutes away from getting stomped on, and they're pointing guns at each other. We're fighting a thousand monsters on the back of Dr. Genocidal Galapagos, and those guys are cocking guns down there at each other. Uh, we then see the Warhammers. They've all gotten on the same page. They're shooting arrows, but Falco, thank God, knows some maneuvers. Yeah. I like, he said earlier that he had memories kind of of from Zeke or something of the future almost of him flying around. So maybe he's just guided just, by that. Okay. I don't know. How good do you think you'd be at flying if you started right now? Not good. And I like to I've think been in an I'm, airplane one time. I know, but what if it was like your body that was flying? How would I know? I've never flown before. So I think I'd be better than you for sure because I've at least been in a plane for a little bit mm -hmm. and I've thought about this before. Well, I mean, one time I did have a lucid dream where I was Danny Phantom flying around. And we've talked about that. Check out the Patreon. Yep. We go into lucid dreaming and flying in dreams a lot. And Danny Phantom. I was flying because I had a jetpack and had fairly odd parents that granted my wish to get a jetpack. Mm -hmm. Reiner. He How sad is it? Back in the day, I would have wished for love as a kid. Now, I would only wish for money from my fairly odd parents. It's a sad day. You first of all wasn't one of the things about the fairly odd parents is that they, they I don't think they could wish you couldn't wish for love. It's like a genie rules or money, or else Timmy would have been banging Trixie for like every oh, episode. Shit, it might have been you couldn't wish for love or money. Yeah, so I, I might have done both money of those either because I don't think he would have been living in his current situation. Hmm. So interesting. Basically, you broke the rules twice back to back, and now I have your fairly odd parents. Is what happened? Isn't it death? death upon me if i do that by the fairly odd parents what do they kill you if you do a stupid wish like that no they yeah. just go we're going over to ronnie you're <laughs> it's like you did not read the rules and then you'd be like ah, oh, i want a jet pack it'd be so cool and they'd go all right that we can do yeah so they give you a jet pack and then you just fly off and you kill yourself because you don't know how to fly the jet thanks pack. cosmo and wanda <laughs> all right Reiner tightens up. He's going to take on all the Warhammers to give everyone else a chance for the rest of the mission. He does a pretty damn good job, too. He does. And this is where one of the coolest Warhammers we've got it literally has a... I copy in that one. Dude, I was just about to call that. Sorry. Are you serious? Well, the good thing is... There's another one right behind him. Very similar. Yeah, so you we'll can just... be the second coolest one. No, I... <sighs> You already All said right. it was the coolest one. So they have this cool shield face thing. Um, I'm tempted to just slide this so you can see it, but Whoa. also I don't want to mess anything up. But if you, I'm actually at the mark 1958, folks. If you're watching the episode and you do want to do that, go look at it. The guy on the right, coolest one there is. The guy behind him, that's me. I'm the second coolest. Yeah. Ronnie's the first one. And every once again, 1958, just go look at it. Be like, dang, I can't believe Ronnie called that one. That one's so cool. Yeah. But all of them look good. There's not a single Warhammer that looks bad. I mean, that is, I guess that is the Titan that I would choose if I had to choose. Yeah. A I mean, we were saying that even yeah. before this mm -hmm. episode. So it's just the coolest one. Uh, Reiner at some point gets a weapon through the hand, which luckily, like I've talked about it before in some of our coverage, something like that is one of the biggest like 
alleys that I can imagine where it's still that creeps me out just visually seeing something go straight through oh God, yeah. the hand ugh. and it's happened to multiple shows we've seen I don't remember I the other one but it's like a very people know that that's a trope to pick on so they go well, for dude, it and how Reiner does a couple moves here where he just throws a couple of them off the Titan off the oh, founding yeah. Titan I'm like why have they not been well I guess some of them can't just throw them but he needs to just be chucking them Every chance he gets, just throwing them off. It also, and I don't know if there's anything to this, but you know how, like, um, as we go, obviously, inflation, right? We got everything's more expensive. Or when you go to the grocery market, like, the chicken breasts are ridiculous because they're pumping it full of hormones. People are taller now than they've ever been before Thank because you. of genetics and Thank stuff like so that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, I think that's happening with Titans, too. I feel like our Titans now are all for the most part, on average, way bigger than these past Titans yeah. were fighting. No, I agree. Yeah, some of the armored are like kind of close to them, but other than, <clears throat> other than that, they're pretty small. Like, Reiner's just picking up Warhammer Titans and just throwing them against each other. He couldn't have done that to, like, the the Tiber Warhammer. No. No, he could not have. Yeah, the only shitty modern Titan we've had is Ymir's. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> and, wow, that one was, oh, it was so quick, though. Well, what did we call that one? I don't even miss ugly. <laughs> miss ugly. I don't think that's what we called her. I just called her gross because <laughs> I didn't like looking at her. Um, Reiner then grabs one of the axes that the Warhammer is using and throws it into another one. Great throw. He do great oh, at yeah. those axe throwing uh, mini games that you go and do for like one. Everyone goes and does that one time and they go, yeah, it was pretty fun. And then they never do it again. I've never done it. You've never done it. We'll do it one time and then we'll never do it again. And and then the it scares me though because some people drink while doing it. I'm like that is not safe. Yeah, it seems dangerous, right? Uh, Jean gets close to the detonator uh, thanks to Reiner's w- good work here, but Galliard Porco comes back at him, and Peak runs out of the cart. <laughs> this is one of the funniest moments of the entire episode. The way she runs down the pitchfork is hilarious. But uh, yeah. They did a good job animating it because if you ever run downhill, this is oh, how this you is feel. how you do it. This, this is how you, how yeah, you yeah. feel. You look so stupid. You feel like you look so stupid because you do. And and she would be. That's the one thing I'd be saying is give me some of that cool flying maneuvering mm-hmm. shit. I've got to run down like an idiot while you guys are just swinging around. She wants to move omnidirectionally. Mm-hmm. She transforms again to bite the nape of the warhammer holding her. And then, which was the Tibers? I just checked it. It's one hundred percent the Tiber. Cool. One. She gets her head chopped off again. This is the cart Titan. That is. She jumps out of the Titan well, again. She t- so she rips the nape of a jaw Titan that just looks like a dude. Okay, okay. this was interesting. The, this jaw Titan, his face just looked like you out there. Well, I mean, not really, because well, was I it feel a like dude I'm, or not? Well, I feel like I'm more than just a. Do you think I'm just a dude? Or would you be like, oh, that guy's more than a dude? In the battle between heaven and earth, you, my friend, are just a dude. Now, in a room full of other dudes, you're a star, man. And don't you well, ever forget it. It depends on the dudes in there, but you're talking. No, nope, I don't care. When you're uh, just really? when you're just in a room full of dudes, you're a star, man. When I'm allowed but to when, be myself. But when you're around, uh, you know, generations upon generations of war titans, <laughs> we. You're just a dude. <laughs> You're just a You know what's awesome about this? This is literally what we everyone wants in the real world. 
They want Michael Jordan, prime Michael Jordan, to play LeBron James. We're getting the primes of everyone here. Okay, no, not everyone wants that. <laughs> I want it. Prime MJ versus prime Kobe. Basketball fans want that. There are plenty of people going around like, what do you want? And they don't go, I want Michael Jordan and LeBron James to play in their prime. prime. Do you realize how low down that's got to be on like everyone's <laughs> wishes? I didn't say that was a top wish or anything. I just said sports-wise, but people want prime versus prime. It's you always just said a debate. everyone wants it, and I didn't. <laughs> but you're right, yeah. Yeah, because this is like somebody a thousand years ago, there could have been an epic jaw titan. Now he gets to fight right. Galliard, who's a really good and they, jaw Yeah, titan. they would tell tales of like, oh, God, the Schmitty Werben germer was the Smitty way Warp. better jaw titan 700 years ago than Porco is now. Yeah. They'd be like, wow, we, we'll just never know. They played in different eras. Yeah. They fought in different eras. So she transforms again, and so she does it like, twice back to back and Jean's like whoa she says if you think I'm a titan for odd jobs and not cut out for combat you're dead wrong now listen sister 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 she's obviously more for odd jobs but what I will say is like just because you can uh, keep transforming doesn't necessarily mean you're cut out for combat well what is she doing well she's just Sir Ronnie she even says it she's like with the cart's endurance, as long as I'm She's not She's like, even out. if I take a hundred out, it's not going to make much of a difference in a million. Reiner is taking out, like, he took out 12 Warhammers yeah, that's in true. one go. She's taking one at a time and transformed like eight times. It It's not her fault. She's got, I've seen the cart titan's teeth. It looks like it's just human teeth. So she's, it's not like she's got razor sharp fangs or anything. Right. In there. She's just really, she's like the best military mind. I feel like out of all of them. Yeah. Now, if I was playing a game of Hungry Hungry Hippos, she'd be the first person I'd call. (laughs) Or if I was playing the game of who was the the hottest one with the ugliest Titan, I'd call her right away. I agree. When you're right, you're right. Yep. Although Annie, Annie's Titan's not very pretty. Uh, No, no, no. Annie's Titan is bussin'. No. no. I would. The eyes. No, she's got a pretty face. Okay, I know it you're did, looking. No, at, it does not. For a titan, she has a pretty face. If I was a t- if I was a titan <laughs> and I had to choose one, I would choose her. But also, she's got them things on her. If you know what I mean. I do. I do I know what you mean. I think we all know what I mean. But I mean, what a reveal that Peak can just do this all day. She can just keep doing it, even if it takes a hundred times. She's got great endurance. I'd love to. You know, and I, I would, I would love out? to test her endurance. You did like two or three jokes, and now you're going to keep going back to the well? God, slap your boner. So, whoa. T- take care of it. I don't know. What There's this- so many bones here. I don't. Jean starts going after the detonator again. Uh, Reiner's still doing work, but he's getting weaker and weaker and just more beat down. We're asking a lot from the poor lad. Annie's mad that they made Bert a puppet, which I thought was like sweet. That was, because she hasn't thought or seen... Well, uh, she's probably thought about him, but she hasn't seen him in a long like time. thinking about her friends. Old friends. Mikasa starts to try and explain the Titan that took Armin. And this was honestly one of my favorite parts of Mikasa the whole episode, because she struggles. She's like, um, uh, uh, the, the pig one, th- that thingy... Uh, 
And Annie's like, what kind of Titan was it? She's like, a cart or beast or maybe the jaw. <laughs> she's like, says three different ones. She's like, here's how I can. It definitely wasn't a Warhammer because it didn't have a mask. It definitely wasn't a Colossal because it wasn't colossally sized. It's like, okay, thanks for the help. Uh, Annie's getting fed up with her shit. Give me a, yeah, that's what Annie says. Give me a serious description. Like, like Mika's just joking at a time like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Connie is finally like, oh, it's right, that one, right there. And Annie's like, oh, the Okapi. Yeah. Duh. Now, now bless Mika's heart. You know, she lived inside a wall her whole life. She doesn't know animals. No. She doesn't know. Besides like a squirrel. You know things that stem off of the antelope family that would be ridiculous now are okapis only found in like africa yeah i think yeah. they're african based and i'm about pretty, to say, I don't, I don't know if pretty I've... positive that they are like part of the antelope family as well as the bongo which is uh one of my favorite animals the bongo the bongo now that's one of my favorite instruments i don't and know it's if funny that's... though it's fun how we can share things like that that they're different but the same yep Look up bongos. They're great. Um, shout out to my sister. We connect over bongos. Not the instrument, of course. The animals. I like jackals. Levi is still on the lookout for Zeke, but he kind of... He takes a moment to be real with himself, which I appreciate. He looks at his condition and realizes shit. His leg... I'm getting a, view, a very close-up view of it right How now. How does it look, Chad? It looks like his... ACL slash MCL was torn in half, but not specifically from the inside, but also from the outside. It looks like somebody took a knife and just started sawing into his knee. It does not look good. Not great. great. Uh, Another thing that I realized that I don't think they ever explained, how does Jean start ODMing again? You think he traded with someone? Now, his wasn't busted. It was Reiner's. Jean, no, his was busted too. Jean said his right hand was hurt. All right, I don't have it in front of me, so I can't fight with you. But I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty positive on that. I could be wrong, but he did say. I do remember Reiner said his is busted, and Jean said my right hand is busted. Okay, but still, either way, how is he still going if his right <laughs> hand's hurt? But I mean, obviously, just a, a small little thing. But I did think of it because mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, obviously Reiner's the armor, so he's not zipping around everywhere because I was just thinking about how Levi it's okay that his legs kind of screwed up because he's just mm-hmm. it can dangle behind him anyway he's making moves now Levi's about to start talking here but I wanted to ask you who what character conclusion was your favorite do you want to wait till we get there of course I want to wait till the end you want to just do that in the middle well, do you, I'm, if you get to a certain person's, will you say it or you still will you still wait till the end? I think you should say it when we get there because there's a lot of okay. time. It's already been an hour. So wait, when's the last time we see Connie? All right. So it'll be a little while, but yeah, I'll tell right. you when. Well, when's the last time we see Ymir's jaw? That was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk about it because okay. I've got, I think I know the answer for me. For you? Okay. I think I know mine too. It's very close. It's Mine is like a split tie almost. Because I feel like a lot of people end up in the same boat. Like, they, like okay, the way they ended is kind of the same across the board, except for a few outliers. Right. So we'll talk about it. Um, Yeah, Levi, he's taken a moment to get in deep thought. This was one where I felt so proud of myself, because I felt like they were, this was an opportunity for tearjerkers, 
and I got through it fine. And it right. was this is the first moment though where my throat I did get that little lump in my okay. throat, but I ne- not once did I ever fully release the uh, waterfall. I now I there was so many times where the lump was like, oh my god, I'm about to in front of Travis and Ronnie. And obviously just, we'll talk about this more uh, later, but yeah, I didn't think that you ever released the waterfall. It was close, man. Uh, I got cocky at this part because I got through it and I was like, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, you got through it and this is what you were thinking because you said this the other night and I'm not going to let you forget it. Yeah, just like it's been so long. I mean, you know, the show's ending. But... <laughs> What's funny is when when you asked me that, because what did you say? Was I going to cry? Mm-hmm. For what? That was me being an asshole because I answered that an way. Asshole. And in my head, I was going, oh, that is making him so mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the show's been going, it's been going on for so long. It's just like I gave an answer that I knew was just going to tilt Chad so much. And I should have known how much that I successfully did that because you didn't really ask follow-ups. You were just steaming so mad that you're like, Yeah, because even... that is, you know what that was? A Kenny answer that we know. <laughs> that guy freaking so stinks. Was. I was just trying to get you to be like, oh my God, Ronnie hates anime so much. Trust me, it doesn't take a lot for me to say that because it's so obvious. God, I love it. Um, but the one thing, every, anytime we see Hanji and Irwin side by side, it really does get me because it's like, damn, they're both gone. Like, it's not just, we've dealt so many times where it's just Irwin that's gone. Yeah. But both of them, it hurts. So Levi, he says, I never failed to, uh, or I never failed one of Irwin's orders, but this last one is giving me trouble. Uh, he says, tell me, did... Did the life you... Okay. He's talking about them. This is where my notes are kind of crazy. Tell me, did the lives you give and sacrifice exist to crush others, li- other lives underfoot? That was bad paraphrasing by me, but we all that know what was, I'm talking about. But that line... Do you is, have it? Are you anywhere near it? I'm just slightly ahead, and I, you know, the Wi-Fi is a little spotty. Yeah, yeah don't worry about it. Okay. Well, I got no, the, you, you got the gist I got of the it. spirit of the quote. Because that one... I wonder what... I know, Obviously, they're all not... They don't want this to happen. They don't want to kill everybody, but it's such an interesting line that 99, well, even Irwin, 100% of them besides Hanji had no idea that any of this would even come close to happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what he ends up, he's like, no. He's like, the world without Titans is, suppo- is supposed to be a joyful place. That's what they gave their hearts for, which I like because he's basically saying they died full of dreams of better days, hopes of better days. Like They couldn't Hopeful. have known what was going to happen, but what they gave their hearts for, you can't take that away from them. Um, he says, Erwin, I have no regrets about my decision not to choose you. To entrust the future to someone with the same look in his eyes you all had. <sighs> now this is That's where... where I have in my notes. Didn't cry. I was feeling good. I was like, yeah, okay, they tried to give yeah. me. That line specifically is where the lump started coming. I was like, oh, I, shit. Well, and then they show Armin with yeah. just the happiest look on his face. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, you know that's the same panel or the same frame that uh, when Levi chooses Erwin that flashes, he he sees that Armin face nice. right before he gives it to you him. You didn't read the manga. Don't talk about panels, asshole. Uh, Connie, or no, Annie is fighting another female titan. And Connie is on Okapi pursuit. Yep. Mikasa calls for Annie, and they do a slingshot. They do a slingshot. Now this Okapi is quick as shit. 
It very it quick. It is so cool. Uh, you know what else is quick? Mikasa flying through the air. Literally like she was shot out of a cannon. I mean, I know a lot of the stuff's going on right now, but if you're Mikasa in that position, I mean, yeah, I guess she's been ODMing for years now. But that sensation, <laughs> is she not like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So fast. Uh, as she's closing in, though, other titans come to get in the way, and then an armored takes out Mikasa's blade, and she falls oh, to yeah. the, I was going to say ground. It's just Dr. Gigi's back. She took a hard hit here, but she's an Ackerman. So she, mm-hmm. She'll be all right. Uh the Titans start to reach for her, but Annie no- uh, knocks him down and then hardens her heel and takes it out right Dude, in the nape. The Muay Thai queen. Okay. That's she, I she is. freaking love her. She's such a good fighter. Now, th- just imagine like a, some MMA fighter if they actually were a Titan, what damage they can do. Obviously, that's kind of what Annie is. But, I mean, we have guns and stuff in our modern age, so you can just pull out a gun and shoot an MMA fighter if they're coming at you. Right. But if they turn into a Titan... But back in the day, yeah, it would have been tough. What could you do, Ronnie? Uh, Connie zips up saying, we've all got to stay together. We're, but He's like, I can't protect all of you guys when you're, <laughs> when you're so far away from me. Stay close. <laughs> and trust in Springer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the old copy is heading for Bert. And then we go back to Armin and... Now, what is the Okapi trying to accomplish going for Bert? I don't know. Well, just protection, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. I, that That is actually probably it. Uh, so we go back to Armin and a second Armin who is looking at his body. is passed out. He's mad that he isn't moving. He thinks about his comrades. He's letting down. And sorry, I just have to laugh because I scrolled down in my notes. I am not halfway down my notes yet, and we are well past an hour. That is do you, awesome. Do you want to know where we're at in the the uh, actual show? Yeah, twenty six minutes. <laughs> We've still got an hour. Left. All right. All we, right. We might split this up, or we could just. I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm here all day. We're we're knocking it out. Make sure that's still recording. Yeah. All Everything right, that's going, that's going. We're good. Let's cut back to the two Armin dilemma we got going on. He's mad that he isn't moving. He thinks about his comrades. And he names everybody but Levi. I saw it. You did notice I that. I noticed it. Uh, did you just verify it? I just verified okay. it and I noticed it. Not. I don't know why he didn't say. Kind of a dick move. It's, yeah. It's one of those things where you got yourself in that mess, Armin. You could have just said what I said. I'm worried about my comrades, but he started giving them each a shout out. You're bound to miss someone. And he did. Right. I've done the same thing. I've done the same thing. I'll talk about my friends. And I always feel bad when you name me like first or second and there's that one guy that always gets left out. I'm like, normally it's like, you know, Ronnie, Travis, uh, Kenny. I've got other friends, right? (laughs) He says, get up, you piece of garbage. Through everything, or everything we've been through, and you continue to fail me, which that was deep. Yeah, it's this. It goes back to the survival guilt, right? Mm-hmm. When he was chosen over Irwin. I, I mean, we've always caught glimpses of it, but it's really this come is out just here. we've all gotten here before, right? When you like, you are yourself, but you're like looking in the mirror, or you're thinking about yourself, and you're just being like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And you I'll tell you, yeah, idiot. I've done that, but I'll tell you when I really do that, 
well, it's been years. I do not do this type of stuff anymore. Take some shrooms. Go okay. look at yourself in the mirror. You will be in this situation right here. You might even be asleep. You're just it. mad at yourself? No, it is a outer body experience. I felt, you'll feel like Armin. I, were you talking to yourself though? Oh yeah. Were, and you weren't mad at yourself though? You were like, oh, you're doing <sighs> great. Keep, I don't know keep if I was. The, keep up the good work, buddy. I don't know if I was mad or if I was disappointed. Yeah. Now I, I would do it after I inhaled like six large Cinnabons and I'd be like, get it together, Ronnie. What are you doing? You piece of garbage. <laughs> he says, we got a second chance. That, All that you haven't That 2 a.m. cookout order. <laughs> All that you haven't even begun to repay. Then he starts pounding the ground. And then if things weren't going Get bad enough, up. we go back to the rumbling. And this was something All right. I didn't need. I didn't need to go back to the rumbling. It was already bad enough when... Belgite and Ramsey got got <laughs> Belgite. Was that not his name? It was Halil. If and I'm, Ramsey, if right? I am correct, and yes, and and Ramsey is right. That's definitely right. Okay. I believe the other one's Halil, but that the other name you came up with, it's the same thing. Thank you. Um, now this is the part of the episode where I, I did get the lump in my throat, but I thought I was gonna throw up because it's that sick feeling yeah. of. Right, right. I wasn't close to tears. I was just sick. Legitimately sick. Mm-hmm. One of those feelings that's just like, yeah, they've got to kill this guy after doing okay, something yeah. like this. Right, right. I looked at you and said that. it was. You, just... you did say that, and I was like, okay, even we got the Aaron fanboy part of the movement now. I, I don't understand how you can watch something like this and not think that. Yeah, because here we'll start breaking it down. Side of a cliff. This was brutal. People praying all over the world. Mm -hmm. Just the visual of the Colossals going and then not having anywhere to go. And just people essentially, like it looked like they were jumping off. They were probably being pushed off because, you know, it's uh, the most horrifying mosh pit ever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Being in the Colossals is the most horrifying. That's the most second horrifying. Right. Now... I did really love how they finally showed like actual animals. They showed giraffes running and running away because Aaron and his little monologue before he did this, he, he said, peep, I'm going to kill all these people, animals, lives. He just named all these things. We haven't really seen like forests catching on fire, like animals dying. We do see some giraffes. The giraffes, obviously I felt sick, but then it was still just like, God, that's beautiful. It was because it just shows them running. It doesn't show them dying. But it shows them in snowstorms, colossals and snowstorms, snow storm. cities, like temple things. Um, yeah. That, mm. so people start falling off the cliff into the water, and then they do some, I'm pretty sure I got the film right, they do some Schindler's List stuff with this baby. Is that the right film where there's it's all black that, and white? And I, I was going to mention that. I didn't know that it was Schindler's List, but you saying it, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely what okay. it's from. Uh, yeah, the baby's in its little red swaddle. Um, the mom falls off, but manages to get it to the dad or some other man. Just, Hopefully it's just some other man. Hopefully the dad went off first. That's what this scene is. So it's so sickening, but it's also so beautiful that they're doing everything they can to save that one life. Uh, yeah. And the rest of the people, like you said, they start carrying it away from the edge, passing it along. Um, and we go back to Armin. He looks at his hands and he's got some sand in them. 
and he can't, he's thinking to himself, I can't be dead because my mind is still active. I still have oxygen. And then he goes, oh, that's, I'm in the paths. Ronnie and Chad try to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> the paths, Told guys. You. The paths. Everyone was always like, I mean, we nailed it. They're like, oh, what do you guys yeah. think is going to happen? Now, paths. I thought Isayama was just going to have like a, a slideshow that just said paths, and yeah. that's how this show was going to end. This is a little bit better ending, but paths have a lot to do with it okay if we didn't have the paths how else would we have our freaking friends and everybody talking to each other wouldn't have this we needed it when he realizes that what's going on the coordinate appears the starry sky he knows what is happening to the rest of everyone even though he's inside of a titan's mouth and that's because they are all connected via paths he goes. This is like that. Okay, if they keep up in the G's, I mm-hmm. feel like if we get to like seven or eight G, this is what's going to be happening to us. We're already getting close to it. We've got five G. It's an insane thing. Once we get to seven or eight, we're going to start. It's just full stuff blown like paths. Yeah. He goes. Okay, and this is why I love Armin. This is basically. We haven't done that in a while, but he goes. Okay, I might be able to accomplish something here. He turns around, and Zeke, old Zeke boy, is making a mound out of sand. Yeah, this guy, we've been fighting off a billion titans, right. and Zeke has been playing in the sand. Now, Are you shitting me? I really wanted to make fun of his sand castle, and I think I still am, because I think that Armin really helps him out here at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, they, I feel like we missed a lot of dialogue. They really spent years and years making, well, I guess it is paths it's years and it's seconds yeah we'll talk about the sandcastle a little bit longer or later from now uh pretty quickly actually but i'm sure you know there's nothing else to do so you got to play in the sand i just don't know if it's wet i don't know if you can mold it like this i guess you can probably create water to mold it you are in the paths maybe you can just get some water there zeke has so much sadness in his eyes it's depressing armin gives him a hello zeke he gives him hello aaron's friend (laughs) Which is so disrespectful. <laughs> it is. I mean, he spent so much like time connected with it, the paths. He, he spent, doesn't know Armin's name. Dude, he spent so much time in the paths. Not only that, they flew in the airship from uh, Liberia back to Paradis. Armin was one of the main people to orchestrate that. He knows I'll, I'll Armin. I'll do you one better. Zeke and Aaron spent like a month just walking through Aaron's childhood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Aaron only had two friends ever. Yeah. Oh, hello, Aaron's friend. You were consumed <laughs> by Ymir too. Cool. Cut chapter four. A long dream. Yep. And you called it. You said, "Oh, that Okapi is going to be Ymir's like beast." Now I wonder if that's like the original beast because she had like all nine titans or whatever mm-hmm. together. If that's just like her original beast, maybe so. Um, and Zeke goes on to say in this new chapter. Before anything else exists, all manner of insignificant things came to exist. Eventually, something survived. We call that life. Such is life. Now, the sandcastle. Let's talk about it. I don't know if they moved locations. Like, he was just gathering some more Mm -hmm. wet sand, and then he was like, all right, can we actually... I'll keep talking to you, but can we go over to this side of the endless 
path zone. Uh, I've got something in the works here. <laughs> I've been doing this the past 500 years up here. Because <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, it does. He says, the reason life survived is because we had the ability to multiply. No one show Zeke's speech here to Elon Musk. He'll give you a big fat told you so. <laughs> Uh, he said we adapted to the environment objective to living is to multiply well it's just funny hearing him say all this because we obviously know what his plan was and that was to not multiply mm -hmm. to not allow multiple multi he hates multiplication right he's not a good math guy he said everything else uh around us you know the sand the water it didn't attempt to do that he says death and extinction run counter to that, so we do whatever we can to avoid it. He says, like any of us, Ymir did whatever she could to escape the pain of experiencing death. Uh, death. So it makes me think, it shows her going, when he's saying this right now, th that exact line, it shows Ymir going into the tree when she was being chased mm -hmm. um, with the arrows. It makes me think almost that this like alien thing that she hits with, it it's not necessarily a Titan alien thing. She kind of chose to have a bigger body. She wanted that, and so it was like just by the will of her that it did. Well, that. yeah, he goes on to say she created a bigger, stronger, immortal body. Yeah, so I'm I'm thinking maybe that alien thing. Maybe if you really wanted to, you know be ant-man you could have done that instead. yeah or, uh what everyone wants if you wanted to bring lebron and michael jordan to a basketball court where they're both in their prime the alien worm could do that as well yeah you know what i would want what i would <laughs> outside of that first option of course outside of the first option <laughs> that's what everybody wants i would just ask for like a bigger penis oh, you could get in trouble there you got to be very specific well, this isn't a. I don't think it was a genie. It's not. It's not like a cheap genie where you say oh, okay, something. Okay, yeah. It seems like that worm really followed exactly what she wanted. Okay, fine. I would. I would that say parasite thing. Give me at least four inches. That's what I would say. Okay, that would be. Well, then you just go to your height. Oh my! You gotta be you. Okay. okay. Fairly odd parents, terrible at. Genie, terrible at. Give me all your wishes. Give me all your magic because you're not good at it. What is the scientific name for a pecker? Okay. It's a uh, do willy. <laughs> okay. Allow me to have at least four inches on my do willy. At least four inches. Boom. You got a tw 12 and a half foot penis now because you said at least four inches. You're the worst wish maker I have ever oh, run across. My. Oh, Dude, my God. It's too hard. I wish Squidward were here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. SpongeBob Chronicles SpongeBob coming soon. Chronicles coming soon. We had to get one in before the end of Attack on Titan. You know it. That right there, when we did that, that's when all of our listeners, they start crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They go, oh, they remembered the, they did the thing. <laughs> they did it. God, what times we've all had together. Oh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and she escaped to a world where death didn't exist. And then Armin wonders what her objective is then. You know, what's she doing? And Zeke himself spent a lot of time trying to understand her. And even with all the power, she couldn't defy King Fritz. And this is the part 
where we learn that all this bullshit happened because she couldn't leave a man. Now, it's so, so much of this episode is so utterly depressing. Yeah. But it it is like the most in-depth commentary on uh, abusive relationships I've ever seen. Yeah. You can literally, you can go around to people now and be like, yeah, abusive really like I know it's hard to for people to leave even when they're being abused, you know, Stockholm syndrome or whatever. I've got a show you should watch that really delves deep into that. It's called Attack on Titan. Yeah. And they'd be like, Really? That and, has that show has to do with relationships. And for like the first ninety eight percent of the show, they'd go, What is this guy talking about? Yeah, because I mean it really does make sense. You can't, we, I feel like us in this position right now can't fathom something like that. But right. back in the day, kings used to do that. Just slaughter families, take people, enslave them, cut their tongues out, force. I mean, a little bit later on, he forces children upon her. Mm-hmm. Like that's something we couldn't even really fathom happening. It has happened in the past, but as traumatized as herself was, I mean, I could see where that happens. Where she yeah. like ends up falling in love with somebody that did some wicked shit. Because to her. yeah, your mind gets all jumbled mm-hmm. up, and you're like, oh well. At the end of the day, he still gave me everything I currently have. Or like, Wishes. oh, he, he, yeah. Oh. I grew my tongue ba- tongue back when I got the Titan power, so everything's all right. Sad. It's very sad. Bless, bless the founder of your mirror. That's a tough one. There was something she just couldn't let go of, and Aaron understood that. But Zeke says that he he never figured it out. So she sided with Aaron. Now Armin wants to know how to get back, and Zeke doesn't think it's possible. But Armin, he's not giving up. Zeke says, why? To keep multiplying, continuing the species to be ruled by fear, all the while so you can complete meaningless tasks? He, I mean, this is Zeke Jaeger to a T, everything he's saying right here. Yeah, and when he was doing that, I was like, so I went through obviously a roller coaster of emotions because I was thinking, oh God, don't show someone who's like super depressed this. I was like, this is like a, it's like a motivational speech to off yourself and he's doing. Well, I mean, Zeke, think about it. His whole, his whole plan was to stop people from having kids. That's ended. Right. Yeah. But yes, but I feel like what, go ahead and make your point. My whole point is Zeke, I wanted to fight back on that. Zeke, from when he was a kid, mm-hmm. okay, he finally found some sort of happiness within Sava's son, and uh, that happiness that he had was not. It didn't last very long because Sava's son had a lifespan on him. Yeah, he only had thirteen years. I don't know how long he was with him, but in the end, he saw how sad he was, and he's like, all Zeke could think about was, I would rather not be born to where I don't have to suffer than to deal with everything I've just dealt with. So he had no ambitions until that moment when he realized, oh, I can make it to where nobody else has to suffer and I can end all this. And then now that's taken away from him. So now he has nothing. Right. So, but yeah, no, that makes sense. But I also, they're like two sides of the same coin to me because while yes, the whole euthanization plan was terrible. I at least looked at that from his perspective and was like, okay, I get it. He's trying to, you know, there was suffering and he wants, like, life is still going to go on. People are still going to survive. But just just the life of his people will not. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, they can still keep having 
games of catch until they no longer exist. They're just going to stop mm-hmm. multiplying. This was just different because he's just straight up saying like, oh, yeah, like if I had to do it again, I would have just Aaron's plan was the right way to do it. We should have just killed everyone. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that how you took that? I mean, he's saying, he's like, oh, why? So we can, you know, multiply, like, so we can do these meaningless tasks where the euthanization plan is essentially just like, let's not keep doing this. Let's not keep putting ourselves in the situation, but then at least like we can have a few more games of catch and then we just don't keep the chain going. So did, did you already get to this line where he says, like, you could call what's happening right now the tragedy of life's being ruled by fear? Um I have not gotten to that, and okay. I don't know if I have that exact thing, but um, I'm at the point where Armin says they're fighting fear, and um, yeah, that's Zeke what, says, that why it. would it be bad to lose? They're fighting the fear. Yeah, he says that right after Zeke says that line. So what was the line again? Do you still have it? Or no? Well, he said, and then he says, being alive means dying eventually. So he just wants to just never be born, pretty much, right? Yeah, but that's why I'm saying I feel like it's different. Like, he had his plan. That one, like I talked about that, we talked about that multiple times where it's like, yeah, it's terrible to say, but it makes sense. Like, his plan makes sense. And when compared to just Aaron's plan, like, even Zeke freaked out when he learned about that because he's like, oh, you're just going to end everyone? like In a terrible way. Right. Not a, yeah, it's like a peaceful way that he does it. Mm -hmm. This is the opposite of peaceful. Right. Yeah. Well, and even the way that Zeke was going to do it, life was still going on. He was still yeah. going to allow multiplication, just not of his people to be, mm-hmm. you know, slaves or looked at as devils, stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, this is the part of the episode where in the re- when we did our reaction, if it's even on there, I mean, this is so dialogue heavy <clears throat> that I, I couldn't really yeah. comment much on it because I'm trying to absorb all this shit while it's going on. So uh, he goes on to say, you know, being alive means dying eventually, like you said. The moment before death might just bring relief and never knowing what the point of it all, um, never knowing what the point of it all was, knowing that it's coming to an end might bring relief once again. Armin picks up a leaf and he tells, and this is just... This is some sweet shit right here. This is like you had to you had to get down in the depths of the doom and gloom to be brought back up. And it's like it's whenever beautiful. you're feeling down, you go and listen to Armin here. You got to find the little things. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. So here we go. Armin picks up a leaf. He tells the story of racing up a hill with Aaron and Mikasa. And Aaron took off as soon as he su- suggested the race. Mikasa purposely lagged behind. <laughs> and Armin, of course, was in the back. But the warm breeze, and he was thinking to himself that maybe... It looks like a nice, beautiful fall day. Oh, yeah. He's thinking, maybe I had been born to race Mikasa and Aaron up that hill. Dude, I'm going to start using that line, just like on everything. Like, the next time me and you get a sick freaking pump. Yeah. Leg pump. Maybe you were born to get that Maybe I was born to be squatting right next to Ronnie. Yeah. He goes on, he says, or... Reading inside on rainy days, feeding acorns to squirrels, walking with his friends around the market, he felt the same way. Podcasting with you, Chad. You oh know. my gosh. I was just thinking the same thing, buddy. We've been doing this show for three years. Yeah. Think Maybe about it's it that what way. we were born for. Anything that can spark joy, spark meaning. 
Now, this is Armin to a T, how hopeful he is and how he does enjoy the little things. Right. He enjoys what's right in front of him. He says it later on. Obviously, we'll get into it then, but Aaron is a little bit different in... He can't enjoy it if he know Like, Armin, even when he finds out all the bad shit that, you know, death is almost upon them, still has hope. Right. Aaron never has hope from the beginning. And Aaron never really changes either. No, nah, this stuff is like... It's so beautiful. It is. Because it basically just says, it's a long way of saying, just do what makes you happy. All right? And don't fall into a deeper trap. And like, you got to be honest with yourself. But it's like, I remember um, being so mad that like, oh, I never felt like going out and just doing parties and getting drunk with people. And I was just sitting home or like playing a game that I liked or watching a TV show. Eating and be a like, meal. oh, I'm just uh, wasting my life away. When in reality, it was like, that made me happy. So why was that wrong? I say this. <laughs> Sorry, I was about to make a bad joke. Yeah, you want to make a joke when we're trying to be real for a second. <laughs> no, I totally agree with you on that. Um, dude, that's how, that's how I felt with Fortnite back in the day. I won't lie. There you go. People used to make fun of it, but I was like, Fortnite makes right, me happy. I would have never said the name of the game because then people would have gone, oh, God, you should have. But, but yeah. Yeah, and this is what wakes Zeke up because... Zeke has been, there's a term I used to throw around back in the day with my high school buddies. We call it fruitaying. Okay. Okay. And basically what- Well, you guys were fruité, so. Basically what fruitaying means is it's late at night. You're, you've only got you and your own thoughts. So you, you start spiraling out of control and you know, you're thinking about something irrational. You're making yourself depressed because you're the only reasoning of logic that you have is yourself talking to you. What Zeke needed, he's been in the paths. He's been in the paths this entire time. What he needed was somebody to just talk to him. That's all he needed. When, okay, pause there for a second, because that was, I loved that. Glad you didn't have to or make a joke or anything. Fruitang, first of all, where the hell did that word come from? <laughs> it, did, was, it was the guy that did our uh, logo. He came up with the term. He, he legitimately just made that term? He made up the term, so we started using it. I was like, dude, I was fruitaying the other night. That is one of those things. That should be in the dictionary. I know. I know. That's what we've said for years. I'm going to be using the word fruitaying a lot. I, I Thank you. And I think that it's beautiful that you and your friends were sitting so, there so talking So you know what we would it. do? Tell me. I would text him and be like, yo, bro, I'm fruitaying right now. I need, I need to talk to you. And he, we would talk to each other. This is what Zeke, if he knew what that term meant, and he just knew to talk to somebody else, he could have gotten out of this like depressive, you know, lonesome thinking yes. easily by talking to somebody else. Slay King, yes. Armin gets him out of it. I mean, who else would it be? You gotta talk Armin is so smart. Yes. He knows exactly what to say every time. He I mean, he nails it. And this is where it just keeps going into the fields, because from Zeke's perspective, the leaf in Armin's hand turned into a baseball. And um you know, Armin keeps talking. These moments were precious. And Zeke is like not even listening to him anymore. He says, where did that come from? Armin said, I just found it in the sand. And Zeke said, why would that be here? Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, that's right. And he thinks back to Savasan and says, we could just throw that baseball, catch it, just that, over and over. He takes the ball and says, there's no point to it, but I would have been happy forever playing catch. He turns around, and we see Kruger, Grisha, Savasun, 
Porco, Marcel, and of course Ymir. How could you leave her <laughs> yep. out? This was the third time the lump came in my throat. Zeke talking right here. That, I mean, that one was yeah. so good. That one was almost... I should have been boohooing so much, but it was such a good, well-played-out oh, so good. thing that I was just in it. For whatever reason, I didn't cry, but I feel like I should have. And I'm this is where myself. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Say Zeke, it. Zeke's conclusion, mm. I know we've got a little bit to go, is right there teetering on the edge of being my favorite one in the, the show. That's a good one, because when you said that question earlier, I wasn't thinking about it, but yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I mean, just because he's in it for such a short time, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a great one. Uh, back to or back on Doctor Genocidal Galapagos's back. Peak is f- uh, falling with no arms. Jean catches her, saying they've reached their limit. They've got to fall back. Uh, Reiner is also on death's door for like the three hundredth time in this series. <laughs> and Titans keep attacking Annie, who had an arm cut off. And when the Titans approach her even closer, yep. Bert's colossal Let's clears them out go. of the way. Dude, this is one of the, so I, you know, we were a little confused at first and then I thought about it. I was like, this is so fucking awesome that they put this in, that these people like have some sort of free will left. It's like, it's like their nature, their willpower, whatever their willpower was, it finally comes through Mm -hmm. and this is exactly what they would do. They wouldn't be doing, you know, the puppet shit for Ymir. Yeah. Um. We cut over. The Galliard brothers, meanwhile, have tackled two other Titans. And then Ymir comes bouncing in the screen, taking one down, yeah. ripping, out of, rick, ripping his nape Let's out. Do. I mean, yeah, one of the best moments in the series, honestly, by far. Mikasa doesn't understand, but she doesn't want to let this chance slip away. So she starts going after the Okapi, but... Oh, wait, she gets some help from FaZe Gabby. Yeah, she had to do something. We were waiting. And she goes, I hit it. Like, she didn't expect to hit it at all. That's what's so awesome about Gabby is she's such a good shot that even the ones that she doesn't think is going to hit does hit. She surprised herself. She hits the Okapi. Mikasa swoops in and yells, give Armin back as she slashed it and Armin comes flying out. Another moment where you get chills where she just yells, give Armin back. And then in this moment, though, when the Okapi tongue comes out again and goes through his leg. Stabs him. Oh, right through his left leg. But he's didn't take any time to get back right with leg. it. He sends a thunder spear down at it. Uh, Connie cuts the tongue. Everyone's getting involved. Yes. Annie catches her beloved. They have a little moment. This is so cute. We're shipping it, guys. I know no one's shipped this before, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> And then Armin, of course, because what, what else would he say? Says, I'm sorry, everyone, but I'm fine now. That's good. He had his, honestly, Armin was fruitating. He needed Zeke, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good moment. Then more Titans come in. Kruger snaps a back. Grisha, Savasun. I did, dude, and this is so cool. I think I could be wrong. How did we know that this was. Savasun's thing. Well, there in the so, past, didn't he have an animal or something that I, was? I had could swear that we had seen it before. Um, I think he had an animal, a but toy animal. I do not remember uh, like this one that he is in right now. Yeah, somebody help us out if y'all remember that because there is something in past episodes. Like, that do they show it in the show? Like, sh- I thought he was like a a monkey, honestly. Like maybe I was just making I that know. up, but I thought there was like an episode where 
it showed him going around with the team at that time. But I don't remember. I thought it was like an, another like toy animal, like Zeke. It might have been because I mean, what it's like a ram or something like that. Yeah, like something along those lines. Um, so definitely help us out there. And then as uh, as Porco is flying around, Z- not Porco, Falco is flying around. Zeke yells from the edge of a spike over here. <laughs> This is another, there's there's actually a few funny moments, as chaotic as it is. This is an, a hilarious moment. And you can kind of see his legs, but for the most part, it's just bare naked butt. Oh, Zeekery cheekery, man. <laughs> they, dude, the animators, I feel like that's not even, there's no way Isiyama actually drew that. They were just like, we got to throw cheeks in one more time. Yeah. <laughs> He yells, I'm the one you wanted to see, right, Levi? And then kind of under his breath, he's like, I didn't want to see you, though. And uh, Levi's heartbeat. Did you see? You could hear it. They do a good job of as soon as he sees him, everything sinks in. Well, yeah, it just hits him like a ton of bricks when he realizes, like, oh, I have my opportunity again. Um, Yeah, it makes you wonder, was Zeke, like, (laughs) did he snap back into the back and just go, Ah, damn it. The guy's here. He's like, oh, well, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, another cool thing. We didn't talk about this. It's so freaking cute that Levi was holding Gabby steady while she shot that rifle. Very cute. Come on now. Annie asks, what's going on? Armin says it's all thanks to Zeke. He he did not give him the entire speech that brought him back, but that's Armin. He says he awakened our comrades in the paths where there's no life or death, all Eldians are connected, most likely because the founder, Ymir, is seeking connection. Which is another thing that they kind of like breeze over. But that is like horrifying to think that Eldians had it bad enough and then yet they were just like living in purgatory up on the paths in some way. That's, yeah. Well, what's interesting though is they never once say a word like these people. So they're mm-hmm. like, like you said, this is a purgatory, but almost... They're not actually, like, conscious. Right, right. I don't know. Um, I'd, but Yeah, Zeke, are you getting to him right now? Him talking? Yeah, yeah, because Armin makes another point of, like, she's searching for something from us, talking about the founder, Ymir, and Armin in the path turns to Bert and says, or while Zeke says, Savasan, our dream didn't come to fruition. I still believe the euthanization plan was right, but if it meant I could play catch with you, I wouldn't mind being born again. Oh, so good. And then it's he so turns to good. his uh, fake father that's his real father and says, so I will thank you for that. At, or I'll thank you for that at least, father. And that was good. He finally let go mm-hmm. of his father's stuff and said thank you. Then Armin to Bert says, I took everything from you, your life, your power, and even your treasured memories, which is why I already know that you don't want to just stand there. And y'all bitch. That's what he should have said, too. Whoa, dude. <laughs> he did not say that line. He, he did, did not mention Annie. He, you know he thought about it, right? He was kind of like, I'm giving you it all back, but I'm taking that yeah, one, buddy. I'm keeping that you can't. You can't be there anyway. Uh, and then... He says, all of you, as Zeke and Armin speak in unition, please lend us a hand. Yep. And this is such a cool duo. Zeke and Armin. I would have never expected this to happen. I mean, nobody would, but I I mean, I guess that 
kind of makes sense, but I don't know. It's just so cool. Then uh, we're back on the back of Dr. Gigi. Zeke looks out at the landscape and says, the weather is downright beautiful. And one of the things I remember saying in the reaction was, I've got to start saying that <laughs> yes. more often. Just like that. Dude. Such a good line. Uh, the, the weather is downright yeah. beautiful today. And you got to have your ass cheeks out when you say it too. <laughs> Deal. And then he says, if I had felt this way sooner and cuts himself off and says, well, after I killed so many people, that'd be asking for too much, wouldn't it? Mm -hmm. He closes his eyes as Levi swoops in and cuts off his head. So quick. This startled the shit out of me. And me too. And to where I was like, oh, and I went, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fulfilling his last order. He did it. He freaking did it. And, and what does that do? No more royal blood for Aaron no to more get royal his blood. hands on. I think what we need to do is give our boy Zeke a moment of oh, silence. Well, you know we're doing that, but let me at least say what his sacrifice right here at the end did for us, which, okay. once again, wasn't really a sacrifice. He kind of earned what he got, but the rumbling stops, stops. in its tracks. And it, this is something I also didn't think. <clears throat> they mentioned it like last episode, how... Um, the last special they said yeah if we stop zeke maybe that'll you mm -hmm. know the royal connection i didn't realize that she was still like it yamir still had that connection too right it was never gone so it really did stop it and because all those titans too this is i don't know if this is this is my head canon i'm gonna say this about the colossals a lot of the colossals looked like they did not want to be doing what they were doing and I know that like a mindless Titan, if they're in the sunlight, they'll just do their own thing. Mm -hmm. My headcanon theory is that the Colossal Titans hated what they were doing so much. They were just forced to do it by Aaron and Ymir that when the connection was finally gone, they all just stopped. Interesting. I like that. I Even like though that they thought. should be like still kind of right. running around. They, they're still Titans, so they're they still could Titans, still move yeah. around. That's my headcanon because there's so many moments where we see Colossal Titans where their eyes look like they just hate what they're doing. Yeah, because even when they were in the wall, they were standing there and were they not wasn't there a thing where like the eyes moved? Well yeah they in the wall. Remember the the wall crumbled a little bit and right. they're like, it oh cover that up because the sun, but they the that one's the sun touched that one and it still didn't do anything. Did the eye move? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is it's like they had control, but I like that that they just they weren't down with that, so mm -hmm. they stayed there. Um all right, moment of silence time. Moment of silence. He earned it. Yep. I mean, through... Patent pending. Bad times, good times with that guy, but at the end, what a great character. Yep, possibly was, my favorite character conclusion. I'll have to rethink it, rewatch, but... He was given, dealt a bad hand, and he was just fighting for what he thought was right. Mm -hmm. Let's start it off with a, how long you want? Tell me how long you want. Let's do a 12-seconder. 12-second moment of silence. I don't care that the podcast has been going on for over an hour and a half. Let's spend some more time in complete silence remembering this character. We will. It's His cheeks are on the screen. He has got the nicest ass I've ever seen animated. I've got to see his squat regiment. I keep waiting for my voice to go out, but it keeps moving forward. It keeps moving even in death, even after. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Once again, that patent is pending, so we mm -hmm. certainly hope that no one tries to steal that from us. Thank you, be, Zeke. They should be getting back to us any day now. Uh, R.I.P. to Jaeger. Jaeger bomb. 
the rumbling stopped. The baby, it's being held up. It's still in its red. Let's go. This is the only good civilian thing that has happened. Thank God, no babies oh died. God. We saved them all. We I'm saved sure. them all. This one, yeah, is the we've never we didn't see any other one. So I'm I think all of them lived. I agree. Uh, we get some people who are being lifted off the side of the cliff. Lucky bastards being that Yeah, being those that guys. close. And how beautiful is that, man? The mom ended up falling and dying, but the rest of them, try, they still saved the baby for it, and it actually worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah. good. She, with her last, her last mm-hmm. thing that she did on Earth is going to remain. She is the number two mom in this series behind Carla Yeager. I agree. Reiner keeps fighting. Jean takes off, dodging the Titans. He grabs the detonator. He says to Aaron, you damn... Well, Dr. Gigi, this is not Aaron, really. Yeah, this is Dr. Gigi. You damned suicidal suicidal dumbass. Yeah, we haven't had a suicidal line here recently. He lights it up, 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 lights it up, 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 lights it up, 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 on fire. I don't know why I like that it's Jean that does this so much. I, but I love to say it. I don't know why I like Fallout Boy so much. No, but... Fallout Boy, you know their older stuff is a little bit better, but <laughs> um, I love yeah, you're right. I love that it's John. Mm-hmm. It should have been. Well, what's so awesome is that they they didn't hate each other, but obviously they had that you know a rivalry, <sighs> frenemy. They they had that frenemy thing, and Jean, you can tell they were he, cohorts. You can tell he genuinely does not want to do this to him because he even says, you know, as soon as the rumbling happens, he's like, "Well, this is like the best case scenario for us." He was right. contemplating if he if Jean was the founding titan, he would have contemplated doing this one hundred percent. The head falls, and the ghost worm starts trying to reattach to the head. Is this what you have the name for? What ghost worm? Yeah. Oh, I call it... Um, is that what you had the name for, or no? No. it's. We still haven't no, gotten there. We haven't got to it. It's so good. I love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, I don't care if we speak until 3 a.m. tonight. I, I'm going all day, and I'm waiting to release this yeah, name. Yeah, don't spoil file. it. I, I want to get there naturally. No, the, the, uh, the worm thing, somebody said it's like a hallucinogenia. And I don't care what those people said. I'm going to call it the ghost worm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because I'm definitely not going to say the... The only thing that I would kind of say is like, oh, it's like a pathogen. It's like a parasite. Well, that is kind of what it is, but you know what's a better name for it? Ghost worm? I just came up with it. What? I just came up, and I think you're going to like it. Tell me. The Alaskan ghost worm. (laughs) The Alaskan ghost worm, obviously in reference to the Alaskan (laughs) bullworm from uh, Spongebob. I hated looking at that thing. The Chronicles are coming soon. Don't worry. Uh, Reiner jumps down holding the worm. Everyone starts to flee. Jean says Reiner is still down there. We're bros now. We can't leave him. Peek says the armored titan should be able to withstand the Colossal's explosion. And at first I was like, well, that's pretty blunt of you to just be like, well, it should. It's probably. But she's got a good point. She says, regardless, to pass up this chance would be to trample right. on Reiner's resolve. Of course, Reiner would be like, yeah, I'm going to do yeah, this. He, try and... He's wanted to die so many times. And also, too, he's got the uh, the uh, the Alaskan ghost worm there, so hopefully that'll take some of the blow as well. And then we've got one of my favorite frames okay. coming up of the entire episode. It's, it looks so oh, I know what it is. Cool. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Armin is thanking the old friends who helped helped them as in the background. Go ahead and describe the frame because I know what it is. So we've got Bert holding, okay, all Armin, th- Armin and all three of these Titans, which so happened to be Kruger's attack, Grisha's attack, and Sava Sun's beast Titan, while they're holding, the beast Titan is holding Armin in the hands of the Colossal. It is so cool that they protected them like that, but it just looks amazing. They couldn't have done it without them. Armin says, goodbye, Aaron. Chad fell for it. I never did. I mean, God, I what did, a sucker. I didn't fall for it. Uh, you got to I mean, I kind of did, yeah. Armin transforms, and then as a nuclear explosion is happening here, we go to another nuclear expo- explosion, which is Historia having a baby. <laughs> oh, and I could tell you wanted to say horror story there. I'm I not going not. to call her that. This entire I, I wasn't even thinking about it until during the first viewing of this, Chad goes, I'm not even going to say it. She's doing great. Now, listen, the reason I say that is because she hasn't had the baby yet. She hasn't been, she hasn't conceived another baby yet. So I will not spit well, out accusations. And, and how much time did we waste? Not a horror story at all. She started a family with Father John, who's a great dad who's just waiting outside. Yeah, yeah Big Dick Johnny. That's what somebody called him. God, he plowed the fields a- in the fields, and then he went and plowed her field. Yeah. And now they got a family. And he's there for the baby. Hilarious. How how awesome is that, though? He's a, a father that will be mm-hmm. there for the child. It's beautiful. I like it. The... I mean, so awesome that Father Johnny was, or Farmer Johnny was actually just a farmer named Johnny. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, she did what she wanted. She, I, all of her friends were at battle, and what did she do? Fell in love with a farmer. There's, that's got to be a country song, right? I fell in love with a farmer. She was. <laughs> if it's not, call Luke Bryan right now. I've got an idea, Luke. <laughs> Hey, don't know if you've thought of this, but yeah. I'm getting ready to rock your jeans off. Yeah, you are going to shake it so much for Country Girl when you hear this. Uh, we cut back over. Reiner's mom fell from the explosion. She's asking what happened. Uh, Falco landed this bird as well as Onya Capone did the plane. Yeah. And that is to say, looked like a pretty rough landing. Uh, the bones lay scattered around. Mikasa, she gets a headache as we throw back to Aaron saying that Ackermans with awakened powers apparently get sudden headaches. Now, I'll ask, I'll go ahead and ask you this. They say something later on. Is are the headaches Ymir like looking into her? Is that what we were? They, I don't. I don't think so. I I believe. Didn't they say that line later on though? She kept looking into Mikasa's mind or something. Ymir kept looking into Mikasa. That's what. I mean, maybe. Because even you, I think I asked you the question at the end of it, and you kind of said. Well, I figure out what, we'll talk about that when we get okay. to it. Because um, I, I, I will, I'll defend, because really the Mika and Aaron stuff was driving me crazy. Because I'm like, okay, you got to, one, it made me sad for her character because I've been down on it the last few times we've done like character rankings because I'm like, she's not even Mikasa anymore. We don't even get to see her be a badass because she's just sad about Aaron all the time. This kind of doubles down on the fact that like, while she does have that feeling, there's literally something inside of her head giving her migraines, like forcing her to do it. So I'll chill out a bit. Right. And well, 
I mean, the the thing that I always go back to that is her being a little kid, seeing both of her parents die like that, being almost human trafficked, and then having Aaron save her. I mean, obviously, if that happens to okay, you, that's obviously that's terrible. But when you see uh, Aaron do that thing to a bunch of other kids' parents uh, times well, eight hundred, she hasn't. Like, she hasn't actually seen it. She Ronnie. knows what's going on, and she's a smart girl. So at that point, I start going, "All right, come on." Come on, sis. Let's get it. Let's get it worked out of it. I told. I mean, I I completely feel you, dude. But if you 70, love him, let him go. Seventy two hours. Okay, he declared genocide seventy two hours. He's ago. He's been going in this direction for a while now, so you should have been like already on the decks or on deck. In right, the on deck. Right. He, and he was even purposefully trying to push her and Armin away. Uh, like, he punched Armin in the face, and as she remember, remembers right here, that the last time they spoke, Aaron says, "Mikasa, I've always hated you." But dude, he he was in character. He was in character. He was, and I think she knows that, and she's just sick at the idea that that's the last thing that he I said mean, to her. D- dude, that's what's so depressing about this. Um, so Aaron's character in general is just so depressing. Well, okay, we're going to get to something else that we got to talk about at length. We're getting close. The Eldians of Liberio get to regroup with their families. And I mean, I felt bad for our guys from Paradis. This is just always one of those awkward moments where, like, all, all these people oh, are regrouping with, their, with families their family, and all their families are dead. Like they got each other, but yeah, I think I want to say we've had listeners say that like Jean's family is actually alive. He can go back to somebody, but oh, I mean, think about Mikasa. Think about Levi. Levi mm-hmm. has nobody. Connie, his mom, is upside down, getting her teeth brushed <laughs> right. by a broom or whatever you wanted to do. Well, with she's it. doing pretty well, so I guess he still so, has yeah. that going. It's pretty upsetting. Reiner's mom tells Annie that uh, they got here. Th- oh, God, there goes my voice. <clears throat> this is a sad moment, so I understand <laughs> that they got here thanks to Mister Leonhardt, and Mikasa is worried about Armin. They're looking for Reiner. Turns out he's okay. Connie realizes the ghost worm is still alive after the blast. And then... Oh, gross. God, that was a ghost worm coming out of you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And then while he did this, I like this touch too. He's holding up Levi. And um, they all obviously know they can't let the ghost worm live. Armin and Reiner start working towards them when another explosion happens behind. Armin looks so cool here. He looks like handsome Squidward, but he, him climbing out of here is just, I don't know if they, the animation budget for this episode went up significantly, but the Colossals look so much better than okay. the, from way in the past. Um, Jean says, that figures, I didn't think we'd be able to kill you that easily. And Connie's like, Okay, but what do we do now? Yeah. Mikasa realizes Aaron is still alive and his hair is still so metal. I mean, that thing is... Dude, that, that summarizes Aaron so much. I know we said this with the rumbling and the metal song, but if he was alive today, he would be the most metal motherfucker Oh my God. Ever. Yeah, you would. He looks like... He would look like one of those people who've genetically modified themselves through surgery yeah. to be so metal. Gabby says if the worm reconnects with Aaron, the rumbling might start again. Levi basically says we don't know how to kill that thing, so the target has to be Aaron. The nightmare won't end until we kill him. I mean, his face. Dr. Genocidal Galapagos, what is he now? He, what would you call him at this oh. point? Just Colossal Galapagos? I mean, the- Colossally Galapagos. Galopoly. 
He's colossally Col- Galopoly. Colossally Galopoly source wreck. Like he looks like a dinosaur too. He it's really awesome. does. I don't know why he just gets to be a colossal now. You know that doesn't seem fair, dude. It really is like Ymir is. <laughs> it feels like Ymir's a cheat code. She's like, oh, you can't be the founding now. I'll just make you the next best thing. <laughs> Gabby, oh no, I already read that. <clears throat> Peak and Falco tell their parents they have unfinished business. Armin turns around, and the worm starts to release gas. When uh, fake Keith helps up Mister Leonhardt. Turns out he had emptied his gun in uh, the air earlier. Remember that? I, I told you to remember. It was a I, while thought, ago. I thought, and I told you, I said, did he just shoot himself in the face to prove a point? That's what I thought happened. <laughs> he says he's made more than a few mistakes, but let's work together and overcome this. And then Annie walks up while they are enclosed in vapor. Connie realizes it smells like when Titans die, which I thought was a good oh, touch because, like, have yeah. we ever heard them talk about when titans die no i mean we we know that it's like steamy and smoky but we haven't right. really talked about the smell the smell yeah and says it's the same which also makes me think like after i don't know if the the vapor wears off but obviously they were inhaling some of that vapor if after you killed a titan and inhaled some of that vapor if you know zeke had screamed nearby Ooh. would you just immediately turn into a titan i don't know it's kind of what i mean if it's the same stuff because it is the stuff from Ragako Village. And Levi's eyes grow wide knowing what this means, which I thought was cool because it's not even, he's worried about everyone else. He's like, yeah. I'm in the clear. Being an Ackerman, yeah. He, I mean, he knows the shifters and him are in the clear. Uh, Falco isn't sure what is going on, but he needs to bird up. The Titans are also immune, so they have to go. And Peak can't believe this still isn't over. This is where you just start to feel so sad for him, especially Reiner here in a second. Ugh, this is yeah. like, God, you're still not done. Um, <laughs> you're still, yeah, well, he has a great line later on. But Jean and Connie stand arm in arm. They say this. This was another lump now, in the throat. Lump moment. in the throat. This is this is also a top a top five moment of the episode right here. Okay, I yeah, thought. I'm down. So this is how we go out. We'll go out trusting our comrades. That's how scout regiment soldiers meet their end. And then Connie says, Brothers till the end. Do you remember, Jean, the night we burned the corpses? This was all your fault, you know, that we got stuck with having to save humanity. Right, and you asked me about that. Like, what is that from? I think that's when he's he's talking about when they burned the corpses, he saw Marco, Marco's bones, mm-hmm. you know, burning that. And that's when he made the decision to join the scouts. Jean, yeah, yeah. Jean did, yeah. If he would have never made that decision, obviously they wouldn't have to save humanity. And then all the aliens on the plateau transform. So how did that happen? What? What triggered, was it just the founder, Ymir? It's like one last ditch effort transforming them? And she I, just, I, I take it as that's like her last ditch effort of being like, no, fuck, she's still not letting like go. She's got an override mm-hmm. button. They just inhaled it, so she did it. Reiner says, how can something like this be happening? Onya Capone is nearby, bandaged up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That. The Titans, they start looking at all the Marleyans, but then just walk off, and they still yeah. run like goofy-ass Titans, which I love seeing that one more time, too. Right, so that, yeah, because then... That's another, Ymir's like controlling them. Mm-hmm. She's not, they would have obviously just eaten the people right there. Yeah, th- she's essentially, now she's just become the founder. Yeah. Where she's controlling them to do whatever. Um, 
the worm is leading them as an army to regain Aaron. But Reiner says, I'm not going to let you pass, which was also very badass because... Oh, he's he's metal right here. This is honestly, for my uh, Game of Thrones peeps, this is Jon Snow when Ramsay's army is on horseback just getting ready to ride him down. It's like one versus a thousand, and he unsheathes his sword. That's essentially what Reiner's doing here. He's getting ready to fight just... <sighs> 400, I yeah. mean, I don't know how many Titans, but a bunch of them. He's hum- humanity's shield. That All the all- meanwhile, grabbing a worm, stopping it. Um, And two, he's got all those uh, Warhammer arrows still in him. Yeah. Armin says, you really enjoy hell, don't you, Aaron? Fine. <laughs> we'll do things your way. I'll see this to the very end. And, they, I mean, everything. I know this episode just... In- the whole entire episode looks amazing, but the colossal fight right here in Armin getting ready to fight him. I don't know. Like I said, I think they just spent all of it on this because some of the past like colossal things we've seen have been kind of janky, mm-hmm. but this all looks so damn good. Reiner gets swarmed with Titans that just so happen to be Jean, Connie, and Gabby. Then he sees his mom. I mean, he can't. So depressing. God. Peak transforms as well as Annie. They're trying to help him with the worm when Reiner says, when will our torment end? It is. I mean, it's ne- it hasn't ended for him at all. He's had it the worst, right? Don't you think? Yes. <laughs> He's yeah. had it the worst. He's gotten his ass beat the worst. We I know mean, that. I mean, he just can't catch a break. He's never caught a break. <laughs> no. Mika- Mikasa has one hell of a headache. Levi tells her to pull it together because it's up to them to end Aaron now. Mikasa says it's too much as she has visions of Aaron. She wants to go back. She says, I want to go back to our home. And then we cut to a lovely day. Oh, yeah. Aaron and Mikasa, they're all grown up. He tells her to wake up. They're at this beautiful cottage. He says, you must be exhausted. Now, what's awesome about this is his hair. He's got his normal shorter hair back. He's a very handsome guy. Yeah, okay. normal shorter hair, but like his age now. Like oh, his looks, his age is like twenty or something. Right, yeah, like yeah. they had to make a complete new like animation right. of him of like what he would look like if he. I mean, it looks really good. Uh, she says, "I felt like I had a really long dream," and he says, "Let's just do nothing the rest of the day." Because he caught some fish, some good looking fish, might I add. Yeah, and this is you know this is just like the first episode where she wakes him up doing all the work mm-hmm. getting on it, and now he's doing yeah, all the work for completely her. Completely reversed because yeah. she starts tearing up mm-hmm. and he asks her why and she says, I don't know. I just suddenly feel like I shouldn't be here. Mm. Aaron says, there's nothing we can do anymore. That day we, um, that day we set everything aside to run away. Two months after the end of Marley's War, an invasion of Parody Island was on the horizon. If we hadn't run, they would have killed us all. Then he says, I'm sure Armin was desperate to find us. So this is, you know, I'm assuming he's sharing these memories with her. As, well, like she's seeing these memories as like this is the alternate reality if, if uh, they would have chosen something Okay, different. but wait for the, there for a second. Okay. Yeah, wait. He says... I couldn't bring myself to plunge Historia into hell and commit to an endless cycle of killing. And I couldn't bring genocide to humanity. Uh, He says, let's live out my remaining four years in peace, just the two of us. 
uh, he goes on, he says, you're the one who said all that. It was your idea as we see them outside when they're at Marley or Liberia and uh, up on the mountain when they were having mm-hmm. their moment. Instead of saying, when he says, what are you to me? Instead of her saying, your family, this is her confessing her love. Mm-hmm. This is what would have happened if she had confessed it. Mikasa says, I'm sorry. I know we promised not to talk about it. And Aaron says, make me another promise. Once I'm dead, throw this scarf away. You're going to live a long time after this. Forget all about me. Forget and be free. Please, Mikasa, forget about me. Now, this is where, <laughs> this is one of those moments where if I wasn't, if I could still feel something for Aaron, I would have been sad. Dude, you don't, you don't feel for it? I feel hard for Aaron. No, I was coasting. Really? Right here, I was coasting. I don't know what to say. No, it's not more so like sad where I'm like got a lump in my throat. It's just like, God damn, that's depressing. That None he... of it was for, I felt bad for Mikasa. That's what I felt bad for. Right. No, I feel bad for me, but dude, how can you not feel bad for Aaron though? I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> it's what I was doing. Uh, I think he has it the worst. I mean, he has the worst. He's basically essentially the chosen one. As in, well, like, he talks about how, like, he really couldn't stop any of this himself, and it is, like, his own will that guided it. But it's, like, that has got to be the worst existence to you to be put in that situation. Like, to have that power and be like, oh, I got to choose this. Like, it's showing right here, if he would have chose this situation right here, all of his family would have died in a genocide anyways. Mm-hmm. So genocide was happening no matter what he chose. Which is just like fuck. Well, two very different forms of genocide, but both bad. <sighs> yeah, both. I mean, both really bad. One of them has to do with all of your friends, which is tough. It is tough. Less people, but I don't know. Here, here he is. Uh, we got him. We got him back on our side, everyone. When he was watching the the rumbling happen, but uh, it took this one. He's crawling back on over to Aaron. I, I mean, listen, he deserved <laughs> to die. He, you're, but he also. Had the most, him and Yamir had such a cursed existence. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Chadley Ackerman. <laughs> now, right here, would I have married him in this cabin? Yes. Okay. <laughs> we cut to Aaron again. Uh, he's got Titan markings on his face. And then we go back to the colossal fight. Punches exchange between him and so Arvin. So awesome. So I, I love that there. It, it's a one-on-one, him and Armin at the end. Armin makes a good play. You got to do this in this situation. Grabs the hair. Mm-hmm. Now, I was worried because I'm like, we've seen this fight before, just at a different scale. It did not go well the first time. Armin kind of got his ass kicked. Yeah. But then Mikasa takes the scarf off. And this was my funny or the funniest part from you. You go, yeah, take it off, girl. You get it, girl. And then she immediately ties, ties it back. It and then you went, or, or tie it on tighter. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'm sorry, uh, I can't. Which was one of the conversations we actually had because we're like, what, she can't. And we're like, I t- throw away the scarf or for, no, he's no, saying forget she, about him. And then that's she can't. What she we, can't forget about him. That, that's her whole thing. She had the lines in season one where she goes, at least I'll have my memories of you when she yeah. thought he died. So, th- I mean, th- this is what I really like about it. She chooses, her free will is choosing to remember him, even though he wants her to completely forget and everything. She's still going to go through with it. She does what you want her to do, Ronnie. I know you hate on her because she's a girl is what I presume you hate on her for. Oh, okay. But, uh, 
but it's awesome that she's still like, no, I'm still going to remember you because he was put in Ronnie. I know for some reason you can't find any sympathy towards Aaron at all. Put in the worst situation possible, possible. You could possibly imagine having that power. And yes, did he, did he pick a bad thing? He did. He did go very rogue with it. Uh Uh-huh. 80% Chad. But there's still 20% left. Okay. You know what I always say about 80%? There's still twenty percent left over. I always that's a, my ground beef that I buy. It's eighty percent lean, twenty yeah. percent fat. You're you've always been the kind of guy. You're not an eighty percent gone. You're more of a twenty percent here kind of guy. You know, <laughs> I've always been that. The glass guy. isn't half empty. Yeah, it's twenty percent full. Right. Like I've got. I, we said it earlier. Twenty percent autism. Eighty <laughs> okay. percent non. She says, "I'm sorry, I can't." Aaron is in the mouth. She says, everyone help me get there. So she knows that he's in the mouth. Is that just her knowing or is that something that he gave her? That's why I think those memories are both what he gave her. Okay. But also, leave... uh, um, Shit, what was I about to say? Never mind, keep going. Yeah, we're going to get to all that here in a second. She says, everyone help me get there. Someone says, Roger that, Mikasa, which I thought was a funny line. I don't know who said it. I couldn't really tell when I was taking notes. Um, sounds like something Connie would say. It does. <laughs> Armin, well, he's a titan, so he wouldn't have said it. That's true. So I guess it was... Levi. I guess. Does not sound like something that Levi would say. Roger that, Mikasa. <laughs> Maybe he said that because she finally <laughs> said she'll do it. He's like, oh, Roger that. Uh, Armin yells Aaron as he grabs him. And then, dude, the last ODM scene yes. of the show, and it is fucking immaculate. Levi threw an asteroid belt randomly. Yes. I don't even know what all this debris is. Well, that all he's... that debris is Aaron punches through a crater okay. getting to Armin. Okay, yeah. so it was just asteroid. Levi is so cool. My God, he's cool. God. I mean, so is Mikasa, but they're both just... He's throw. I mean, they are working in such unison. It's beautiful. He throws the thunder spear to break a hole in Aaron's teeth. Mika's zips inside to Aaron. Tears start flowing as Aaron looks up. And the most depressing look of all time. And I was so, as soon as I, I was like, oh no. But no, my girl, she sliced, doesn't even give him the time of day slices the head well that that's what's so sad too is that's he purposefully looks up because he knows what's about to happen Mm -hmm. but he purposely does it so his last the the last thing he sees before he dies is mikasa yep back in the alternate reality aaron is sitting on the bench mikasa says i'll see you later aaron as she grabs his decapitated head now now you know what the the back at the bench though yeah that's him presumably dying right his uh, remaining lifespan running up because they said they were going to run to the cabin and once his lifespan runs up of 13 years, he would just die. And he said, that's when he's saying, just forget about me. Okay. So he's dying there. She goes in for the kiss and then we go back here. And then she's kissing a decapitated head while the founder Ymir watches. I was very uncomfortable. Now, is it a sweet kiss? It went to black. No, it is not. It's very sweet. It is a creepy kiss. I don't think it's that creepy. The reason being is because I mean there was no tongue just insufferable. Go ahead, keep going. There was no tongue involved. This I didn't guy. see tongue involved, so I'm not gonna say it's creepy. Now, was I a little afraid that she was gonna turn into Norman Bates from Bates Motel and start, uh, you know, finding a body to put this head on and 
puppeteering it. Yes, I was a little worried. <laughs> I was a little worried about. And that. you were fine with her kissing the decapitated yes. head while the founder of your mirror is just standing there watching. Yes, and that's the sound, reason. That being, sounds like something you'd be. They fine with. finally got to kiss in his dying moment. They finally got to kiss. He wasn't alive. It. Yes, he was. You get three seconds once your head's decapitated to be alive. That's not a rule. He was alive when his head got decapitated the first time. She decapitated and then had to put her sword up and then had to grab the head and then had to step back for a second. I see in my head cannon, he got to experience that kiss. All right. Well, the cool thing that I actually did want to talk about, um, which is kind of getting ahead of ourselves, but we just talked about it, so I want to do it now. We're going to get to the point where Armin, obviously there's that whole vision. Aaron's essentially going to say, I'm going to wipe your memory, but you'll remember this when it's all over. So I was thinking, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I was really harping on the fact that he remembered it once it was all over. I was going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why Mikasa saw that before he was dead? And I was like, it's because Aaron decided to not wipe her memory. Mm-hmm. It's like he took it all the way up to that point. You know, Armin had his moment on the boat. It's almost like she had her moment right there at the end yeah yeah she had that moment right before doing it Mm -hmm. and then also and he just let her keep the memory well this i could be wrong on this but can't you isn't it like you're not able to wipe ackerman's memories wasn't that like a thing so maybe when he gives her the memories he can't actually do it maybe but i also felt like yeah i mean that is true but so it could I go. Guess, it could go either way, though. But I mean, then the only the only thing that doesn't make sense there is she also uncovered more, unless after he was dead, unless they just played with the time, right? And it, he, like you said, though, which I guess might have been what happened. He could do all of this literally one second before he dies. Like he could choose to do that. He's got that capability. No, I know that. But what I'm saying now is like because. Um, Unless you're double downing again on the, Pass. you can be decapitated in three seconds after she decapitates his head, and then has the moment where she like kisses him. Beautiful. And I'm saying that, you know, unless they're playing with time, and she had already done the kiss in the previous scene that we had saw. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Or are you just looking at me thinking about the decapitated kiss again? I mean, I am kind of because you kind of just that. look zoned out. No, I am. It's just. I see what you're saying. I think your initial thing is right, what you said. Well, and I, I mean, you brought up a good point, though, that he can't really wipe the memory, though. Of Ackerman's. And that then that brings the interesting thing. Was Aaron the reason you can't wipe? Since her, since Mikasa's thing is she wants to remember so bad, mm-hmm. is the reason you can't wipe Ackerman's memories because of Aaron. He did it for her. Like, I mean, there's, I don't know, because we never really got deep into the who started the Ackerman being able to do that, that bloodline. If you know what I mean. Alrighty, this is when I take over, and you will have to help me out because you are a better typer than me, and I feel like I fricked up oh typing this stuff out. Okay. There's a lot of this is dialogue heavy too. Thank you for another compliment about how I'm a better typer than you. I'm gonna compliment you when I think you deserve a compliment. All right, final chapter: toward the tree on that hill. We go to Shinganshina. Okay, and we've got Armin. He's talking about the future memories of the Attack Titan. And, you know, he's talking to Aaron about why he kicked his ass so bad. And Aaron said he was pushing them away and he let himself get carried away 
um, but you know, in his, it's pretty much an act that he had going on there. Right. I guess he's saying like, I probably could have gotten my point across by not doing yeah. as extreme as I did, but he's, flock was in my ear the whole time. He's a rage monster. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron really can't control himself like that. That was the best part. We only get flock mentioned like one time this entire episode, which is great. Yeah, then Armin tells him to apologize to Mikasa because she got it. She got hurt the worst with his nonsense. Yep, um, which I like that because, well, I mean, it'd be, it wouldn't be fair to Armin to say that he didn't also get hurt mentally because, I mean, he was his best friend. Um, because while Armin did get beat up physically and mentally, I guess Mikasa's was just that much worse. <laughs> Cause she, he also made uh, her question herself with the whole like Ackerman thing, and like she stopped Armin from attacking him initially. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but then he says that, Ar- or Armin says, so it was to turn us into heroes, you know, the heroes who killed and saved humanity from annihilation. Do you think he's giving Aaron a little too much credit right here? Yeah, he's. G- <laughs> I mean, in my opinion. He was always giving Aaron too much credit, but which it, is why there were so many backup plans to the backup plan to but try it, and save him. It does line up with Aaron's like character. Aaron, Aaron is the only one in the show that I feel like never truly changes from the beginning, if that makes sense. I guess, yeah. He's kind of a he's just a rage monster that is he was pissed he off was angry world. as a kid, but he just didn't. When you're a kid like that, you don't know how to think as horribly as he ends up doing. Yeah, he didn't get to grow up though. Like it, it was like his the most important phase of a child's life. What he was in was ruined so badly that it turned him into this monster that he already kind of was beforehand. It just helped get him there quicker. Mm -hmm. I know you you absolutely hate Aaron. You're not going to take up for him, but. Well, I'm not going to take up because he had great role models and he just wouldn't let them in. But yeah, he talks about, you know, y'all would be the most respected individuals in the world if y'all saved humanity, even you island devils. Um, Armin then says, there's no way we can become heroes, Aaron, which is such an Armin line to not really believe in himself and to question everything, even though he's proven time and time again that he's capable. Sorry to disappoint you, but I don't want to play the hero. What did you think about that line right there? Yeah, I mean, as we see later when they're on the boat, it's a burden. Like, to getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but Jean's like, oh yeah, Aaron told us to live long, happy lives, and like now we're having to go around and basically try and stop another war from happening because we're the ones that saved it the first time. Right, and... I don't know if we mentioned this either, but they're they're ten year old kids talking to each other right here in Shiganshina. Right, right, right. I think it's cool how they start off like that. Yeah, because they'll get older progressively. Yeah. So yeah, then Aaron gets up to walk away, and he's basically just going to go take him to the places that he's never gotten to see before. And it's like a dream where you get to just teleport to the next location. You don't have to drive there or anything. It's great. Yeah. Fiery water. He shows him, which is obviously a volcano. Okay, that's just a cool way to say a volcano. You know, it looks like a river of lava. And so I'm assuming, is he like taking him through the found? Is he just making this through the founder's memories? Or is he like using the eyes of Eldians that have seen this before? I don't know. 
I guess it works either way. Because he's never seen this before. <laughs> well, if he gets all the memories from every Eldian, somebody's I know. seen it. Well, okay, yeah, on a that way, yes, but literally he's never seen this before. Right. Yeah, he was having like his high moment of stomping everybody out, mm-hmm. being able to see the rest of the world. He's also looking at Armin like he's getting ready to push him into the lava at one point in this scene, which I thought was weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's looking at him like he wants to, but it's like he almost can't even be happy for his friend, if that makes sense, too. Yeah. It's like he wants to be happy. He's looking at him like he's happy for him, but not really. Well, and he also knows what he's, because he's like, where did I lead off or leave off? So he's like, right now they're kind of having this, you know, conversation where they're going back and forth and they know that they haven't done great, but he's getting ready to get to the point of where he tells them like the cold, hard facts of what's getting ready to go down. And he's kind of just like, Seems like he's taking Armin's temperature. Like, how's this going so far? How is he going to receive this news about this whole 80%? Yeah, so he he talks about how the founder of your mirror has continued to obey even after death, you know, you know, going into this path realm. For King Fritz, yeah. Yep, Ymir loves the king. The king that abducted her, killed her family, ripped her tongue out. That's the one she loves. And Armin's saying, what would make her do that? And Aaron's ba- basically said that he learned something when he touched her in the paths. You know, not a just a regular touch. Right. Thank you and for clearing that up. That she actually had love for King Fritz. It's oh, basically so sad. It is. It's basically a love bound curse. It really is the curse of Ymir. Like it is a cursed right. existence. He can't understand Ymir's heart, but it was clear she suffered for two thousand years. In the other, I mean, talking about the curse of Ymir, Mikasa basically had her own curse all the way up to the very end, which as we are going to talk about is what they just diverged at two, right. pa- like at the very end point. And then that's what ended up ending it all. Yep. She searched for someone to release her. And that person was actually Mikasa. So they take, he then takes Armin to Sandy Snowfields. Um, he's looking at the Northern lights. They're getting to see it all. And you know, Armin's like Mikasa, really? He can't, he doesn't really understand why, but and that's when Aaron says, well, only the founder Ymir knows that he, this is something that Aaron doesn't even know. Yeah. So you had kind of paused it and you were like, so what is that saying? Because you were so uh, entrenched in the decapitated kiss. But what I right. was, I still had my boner thinking about realizing is I was like, the founder Ymir was there watching Mikasa do that. And the difference was, is like, she had all that love for King Fritz because she never had like experienced love before. She knew mm-hmm. what it was like. And now she's watching like, okay, Mikasa. She's just seeing how they are together. And she, it's almost like she's going, oh, like that's what it's supposed to that's be. That's what it's supposed to be. Well, and I think too, she. Like, even though she loves him so much. So much. To save the rest of everyone. She's going to essentially sacrifice him to keep things going. Yeah. And that's something Ymir never did. She actually sacrificed herself to save the king. Yeah. She never, yeah. And just put everyone else in mm-hmm. misery. Right. And followed his orders until the end. Um, but yeah, this is when they get older. So they're looking at the Northern Lights. They're now, you know, about 15, 16. Yeah. Armin's hair does not look goofy at all at this stage. No. So I was glad to see that again. <laughs> My typing is so egregious right here. 
The outcome Mikasa brought about is what I kept moving forward to reach. He slaughtered humanity, and, you know, he didn't know whether his friends would actually survive or not. That's how caught up he got in this. Yeah. He was he was doing it to save them, and then along the way, he kept going even though they might have all died. Yep. And then that's when Armin talks. He's like, oh, this is the future you saw when you kissed Astoria's hand at the medal ceremony, which has turned out to be the worst hand kiss of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Something so minor. Yeah. Um, and then he talks about how his head became a total mess with the past, future, and present all happening at once. And that's something you mentioned a long time ago. I don't know if you remember that, but you you said that on our podcast. You were like, Aaron's head has just got to be fucked up from seeing you know past, future, present. That he's just a jumbled like mess of an idiot right now. I remember you saying that. I'm gonna yeah. give you more credit. Well, I'm a little bit like that too because I live in the past future so i remember saying that wow that was a good point by me <laughs> and then he keeps going on you know aaron's getting sadder he starts t- tearing up and he says on that day Bertolt had to live he guided dinah away from bert and in the direction of his mother aaron and while he's saying that armin finally he can tell aaron's like breaking down and it's really getting to him so armin grabs his hand starts holding his hand which is so sweet but that line alone do you realize that that opens up the possibilities for just an entire other rewatch like i started wrapping my head around like okay so anytime a titan a mindless titan did some fucked up shit where aaron was around like i immediately went to the santa claus titan when aaron is literally inside the mouth to save armin and then his hand gets bit off, and then he's in the stuff. I'm like, that's all you, bro. That's all you. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. A, he, you're, you're chomping down on yourself there. I don't know exactly. Well, I haven't and, watched that episode in a while, so I can't connect all the dots for why you would do that. I know that eventually you transform for the first time, getting out of that thing. Well, but. I think too, he just doesn't. Where it doesn't matter what pain and terror he gets through. If he gets to the goal he wants, he yeah. just lets it happen. And he uh. But yeah, I put it right here. He's essentially the cause and the effect, the victim and the perpetrator. Like he's all of it. And he can't stop himself because he doesn't get the answers until it's too late. He purposely doesn't let himself get the answers until it's too late too. It's, it's just such a fucked up cycle that he's in, but, um, that's okay. Santa Claus Titan. You know, what's cool about that? Tell me. Oh my God. When he gets swallowed, or when he talks, he says, I will not die in a place like this, talking about in the Titan's mouth. Right. Where does he end up dying? In a, in titan's, a titan's mouth. mouth. That's, Whoa. Get wrecked, Aaron. Get freaking wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> but he knew it was happening. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Armin holds his hand and says, let's go, Aaron. Let's go to the next cool spot. And, <laughs> and you know, where do they go? They go to the sea, the place that they always wanted to go. Or at least Armin did. Armin asks how it ends up with Mikasa. Okay. It says, do you think she she's going to be able to forget about you and live happily with someone else? Which is it. So that before we were kind of getting everything, but now this is basically saying that we've, or they've had further conversations that we weren't privy to all of it. So I guess Aaron basically told him, Armin like, Hey, I've already, <sighs> 
wait, now that's got me questioning everything again because he's telling Armin the way. Basically, well, he, no, he's, like, saying, he's already told Mikasa what we saw him tell, but now it's like, does he just know that that's what he's gonna tell Mikasa? Well, yeah, because all of it, dude. That's what's crazy about Aaron is. It could be in the future, but he thinks it's in the past too. He just talks about his head being jumbled up. Oh, it's so insane. This is how jumbled, when we got this jumbled in the past, we used to just go, paths. Paths, but yeah, um, the way you wanted. So he's basically saying like, is everything going to go the way you wanted to Mikasa too in the end? Because that's what's also fucked up. Aaron can't stop what's happening, but it essentially deep down in its core is what he wants. Otherwise, he wouldn't have chose it. Yeah, which is—I mean—it's just a terrible situation. But you—you—you you have no sympathy for him. I see. I feel you, dude. You're totally not an Aaron hater. You're like—you're like the guy who. It's like serial killers who go around and uh, kill fifty people, and it's like, yeah, they've got something wrong with them, and you're the guy going like. Ah, oh, come on. We let's let's try and fix them. It's like, listen, were they dealt a bad hand? Yes. Is it all their fault? No, no. But <laughs> at the end, we gotta Shut put a stop up, to them. We dude. gotta end them. None of them, none of them have seen the future, past, and present all at once. Had to worry about their own family being genocided. Okay, I'm pretty sure that hasn't happened. Yeah, but so they far. got abused as children. Aaron didn't have that. Yeah, he, he wasn't did. abused by his parents. He did, dude. His dad let him live freely. <laughs> we never saw what Carla was doing. She pinched his cheeks a lot. Did you it's see like, how hard I could, she pinched like, yeah, cheeks? I feel, I feel bad for Aaron, but at the same time, he gets to a certain threshold, and it's like, look, yeah, man, you were dealt a bad hand. I'm sorry. Well, we got to end you. Well, out of all this, he says essentially what he is here in a little bit, and then Armin has one of the best answers of all time. And I'll tell you another reason I don't feel bad for him in this moment. Okay, he's got this option. Armin's trying to be a bro, talk about his loved girl that Aaron loves. And he goes, oh, do you think that she'll be able to do that? Instead of him being like, it's really tough. I don't know. He's like, part of me hopes that she doesn't, but I know I want her to be happy. He goes, mm, mm, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> no, doesn't say don't know. I just read the subtitles. Don't he know. goes, don't know. And that's when he gets absolutely <laughs> rocked. <laughs> he deserves this so much. The shit he's done to Armin. But he gets rocked. Um, but every time you ask me a question about Aaron for the rest of my life, about if I like feel bad for him or wife, I'm just going to go, mm, don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he rocks him. And then he says, how do you feel about the fact that you ignored Mikasa's feelings? Um, talking about how she risked her life for him. Uh, you can't just say to forget about me and then that be it. I mean, that is fucked up. It's just like, hey, just forget about me. Don't. Right. I mean, come on. I've always hated you. So I've always hated you. So you can probably just deal with that and just forget about me. Uh, And then he says, Mikasa should just forget about a heartbreaker like you and find happiness. And then this line right here, Armin's teetering on the edge right here. I might have just rumbled his ass for saying this, but he said, well, she just might find a good guy sooner than you think and hit it off with him. While that was my least face. That was the least favorite part of the episode for me. Yeah. I, I don't know why that part is in there. It's just weird. I think he's just, I mean, that's not even Armin. I know. I think he's just saying that though, because of how, 
pathetic, pathetic Aaron's about to seem right here. Yeah. And this is the name that I have for him coming up. Oh, okay. But Aaron then says, okay, while Armin is having the smirkiest, like, bitch-looking face on him. He's got the most punchable face right here. <laughs> I would hit Armin so hard, especially saying something like that. When Aaron is, sac- I mean, Aaron's doing bad things, but he's also sacrificing his own life and freedom. Oh, my God. You just keep <laughs> crawling back. Aaron says, that kill me. No, I don't want that. I don't want her to find someone. I want to be her one and only for the rest of my life. Even after I die, I want her to pine after me at least 10 years. (laughs) Okay. So this is the name I've come up with him. He's the Incellian Hellion. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. He is the Incellian Hellion. He's the Incellian Hellion. Well, the answers that we've been searching for this whole time, all Mikasa needed to do was throw that coochie around for him. Whoa, don't and talk he about Mikasa's coochie. Now listen, I this one hurts really bad. When we're in a show where the most we see is a decapitated peck on the lips, you can't say words like coochie. Well, we saw Historias, you know. No, we did not. Legs open, spitting out a baby. For half a second when an atomic bomb was going off. Now, th- this is, Aaron does seem really pathetic right here. Armin mentions it too. This is the most relatable I have been to a character in this show. As sad as it seems. I'm it not- is very sad. You kept saying that. I was going, dude, calm down. It's so depressing, bro. He doesn't get to have any sort of like love life slash family because of what's happened. His day, even, listen, even no matter what he chose, he would die in 13 years. Okay. Sucks. And how do you relate to that? No, I relate to it by knowing that I'm going to have to let this woman go and she's just going to be with another man that I and I truly love her. Right. That hurts so bad. You were such a crazy person that you you don't have a girlfriend now. You have no leads right now, but you were thinking so far in the future about No, your, I've had a girl that I've really loved and I and thinking about her being with another person, it hurts you. It hurts. Well, you should have told me about that. We could have hugged it out. I would have Try to talk you through it. It hurt, dude. Now, that's what I... I mean, he's just a kid. Aaron's just a kid right here. He wants... He's going to be upset that his girl's leaving. 10 years from now, sure. Go find another guy. Right. <laughs> at least 10 years, though. I'm talking at least. I mean, God, it hurts. I feel for him right here, especially when we see the end credits. I'm not too happy about that. I'm that just... Actually... I feel so much better about the thing that I connected to the most, which was Armin's uh, speech to Zeke, and then that's the one that you were I, really with. I, I know, I know. It's not good. <laughs> I'm not admitting it's good. I'm just saying. Like, it... I was very excited for you to explain because the second time we were doing or watching it, obviously you were taking the notes and you just kept... You were typing away and shaking your head going, I just... I'm so with him here. I'm just... <laughs> I'm connecting with this so much. I was like, he's never even said things like that. What is he talking about? Does this not, so none of this, what did you feel when you saw Aaron say that? No, I mean, that's, that's sad. And I do respect him in that sense because he's, he's showing Armin how he really feels. The mask is off. But he's, he's muscling up the courage to tell her what he knows is the right answer, which is like, I want you to forget. Deep down, he knows that she's not going to forget about him, but he's saying that because... he wants her to move on. To get it out, he has to go so far in the extreme. He's basically doing the same thing of when he tried to leave them and saying, I hate, I've i always hated you. Like, that was so far extreme. He's doing the same thing in the vision or whatever you want to call it, where he's like, forget me, throw away the scarf, you know, I want you to be happy. But here with Armin, he's like, I don't, I want her to keep the... 
I want her to put the scarf. I want her to never wash it. She should wear it <laughs> yeah. all the time. Sniff it at every hour on the dot. Yeah. Like, I feel for him here, man. It, it really does suck. Um, but that's when Armin says, I didn't think you'd say anything that pathetic. <laughs> oh, I know. Dang, Armin. Armin. I mean, it is pathetic, but at the same time, it's kind of cute. And, you know, he says, I don't want to die. I don't want to leave Mikasa or any of you. And then Armin says, we can find another way. And, I mean, it's just, no, you can't. He's already seen it all. He's like, what's his name in the Marvel f- films? That's seen it all. Isn't that a thing? Um, God, what's that guy? He's like, I've seen every scenario. The only way that oh, it Oh, Doctor Strange. Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah. yeah, he's seen all the scenarios. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Out of 937 possibilities, we li- we survive in three. But th- there's one. There's one that could work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he just points at him, or does the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cool moment, but you're making it seem so funny when he's doing it. It is kind of funny. Because I'm thinking in my head, and he's in a cape, and Iron Man's being grabbed by a purple man. He just lifts up his <laughs> finger and just goes, what? this is it. This is it. One chance. Uh, it's it's kind of cocky. Mm-hmm. I've seen all the possible... This is the one. Yeah, Then Aaron then says, though, I'm sure none of them wanted to die either. And at first oh. I'm thinking, what is he talking about? And then he looks down and there's just a sea of blood and footprints and just a ter- terrible imagery here where it honestly frightened me. And then he goes, 80%. Oh. And when he says this, I I really dropped. Well, he immediately reverts back to the Aaron that I used to talk about after the hand kiss. And he's like looking over the sea. And he's talking like this, and he's a v- devoid of all emotions because mm-hmm. he goes, 80%, that's how much I wipe out. He says, I trample 80% of humanity. Armin, as soon as he hears that, obviously loses his shit, saying, how could you? I mean, I don't. if my friend told me that, I don't know how I would react. How could you? Or if, no, if, my if friend I told said, you that I killed 80% I'm of I'm killing people. 80% of humanity. Well... It, after I've seen you, after I tell you the situation, you better still be my fucking friend. You'd be like, oh, dude, you live such a cursed life. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you would have said that about Mikasa, the 10-year thing, then I would have respected okay. you. Okay, 80%. Armin can't believe it. I And then he says, I attempt to eradicate humanity, but y'all stop me right at 80%. The world outside the walls drops to the same... <laughs> Wait, he did not say right at 80%, did he? He didn't say right at 80%, but that's... <laughs> you stopped me right at 80%. Yeah. I've crunched the numbers. <laughs> it's actually amazing yeah. that you kept decimals out of the game. It's just flat 80. <laughs> he goes on a tangent. Yeah, then he says the world outside the walls drops to the same level of civilization as parody. So I don't know what those numbers are. I can't remember what parody is. But yeah, I can't either. He, he essentially killed at least a billion people is what I've... If I crunch my fake numbers in my head, I think he killed at least a billion, which is insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, that's when Armin says, the massacre hasn't even occurred yet. You can just stop it. But Aaron's saying, no, I can't. 20% of humanity is all you managed to save. It's already been determined. He's like, dude, you just should have done better. It's pretty much what he's saying here. Yeah, yeah, he's like, you should have stopped me sooner. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah, Army can't understand. He's like, didn't you determine it? Didn't yeah. you kill them? Yeah. That- he basically, 
I mean, he basically then just gives this spiel of like, like it was already from the second I got the power, that was my future. I tried multiple times to change it, but every time I went to the memories right. of the future, it was the exact same. It was the exact same. And that's what makes me think, though, is like those memories with Mikasa. How did he see them then? Is that just a deviated timeline that I'm confused? But did he create those memories to show her? Like this well, is the the memories with Mikasa if they did run away. Oh, yeah. I mean, like he's taking Armin around to wherever he wants right now. I'm assuming like they've he's already shown- talked about the cottage. He's just like, oh, I'll take him to the cottage. Okay. Like you should have seen the potato farm he took Sasha to. <laughs> Oh, don't. That's sad, bro. Don't say that. No, it's that. happy. She was at a potato farm. But then Aaron says, it's just like you said, Armin, I'm a slave to freedom. And I mean, that's what we've essentially been saying that for a while now, right? Yeah. And I've also been saying uh, what Armin says while he's crying. He goes, this is absolutely <laughs> crazy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he he's saying if this is true, Aaron, we need to think. Despite despite all this, maybe one day we can all understand each other. It's still Ar- like Armin still has hope. He's a, the hopeful the hopeful guy. Aaron, you know, like you said, his emotions and stuff. He he's already given up. He's already given up to himself. Yeah, yeah I mean that's what a tough spot to be if you're Armin, where you're like, hey, basically. Uh, nearing world extinction extinction it's getting ready to happen but and you you can talk to me right now but there's nothing you can do about it but you will stop it just not quick enough like uh, like what would you even yeah that's when aaron picks up some hair and some teeth that's in the seawater which is and they keep showing it and i did not like it and he says sasha and hanji died because of me and you know he's in i put you on tough situations with flock Thank you for saying that. He put him in very tough situations with Flock. He could have had him killed. And not to mention, so the hair, by the way, I saw, what did we call him? Uh, Teeth? No, uh, Colossally, Galopoly, I think is what I named him. Half of this hair in his hand is his own. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of hair. No, when Armin's talks about hell later on, that's why the name Encelian Hellion. Yeah. He is a Hellion. And this episode shows that he's kind of an Encelian. I mean, this is a brutal, brutal wake-up call for Aaron's character. For those that thought he was like some badass Chad, it's kind of flips it on its head. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, Armin's like, so you're saying you did all of this for us. Like, That's when Aaron thinks of his dad, though. And says, no, I didn't. Well, no, his dad. His dad says, Aaron, that's your name. No, I know, but Armin says that, and Aaron says, "Oh, yeah, Armin yeah. says you're saying you did this all for us." And Aaron said, "No, I didn't." Right, and he says, "Aaron, that's his name. Aaron, you're free." I mean, is he free? <laughs> Not really. I don't know. Yeah. But that's when he does say he wanted to level everything. And Aaron says, "I don't know why. I just wanted to do it. I thought I was doing everything to protect all of you." But Sasha and Hanji died because of me. Yeah, then he talks about he had to fl- fight Flock. How did it turn out this way? But he all, he goes on this tangent of like he just want. It was in like his basically his instinct was just to level everything. That's what he really wanted deep down. Right. Doesn't matter if he wanted to protect him or not. 
well, and then Armin goes into, he's like, he says, I get it. Wanting to erase people from the world, which was interesting. Like, well, I like Aaron. He says, I don't know why I just wanted to do it. That he said, I don't right know there. why I wanted to do it, but once it like back to this Armin thing, Armin says that. And then there's like this hopeful look in uh, Aaron's eyes where he's like liar. Like you would never mm-hmm. being like, I'm the only one messed up this, uh, is that when uh, Armin picks up the seashell? Yeah. And the crazy thing is Armin's, he's hes a hero that saved 20%, but he also considers him a devil that killed 80%. Uh, talk about Armin. Right. Well, I mean, because he was the one that ended up showing Aaron the book that, I mean, essentially led to Aaron's own instincts and desires like the book of freedom, basically the book yeah. of the outside world. That's what Aaron wanted to get to. But yeah, he says, and the shell is funny because Aaron sees it and Armin goes, so you finally, finally noticed it. <laughs> but earlier it shows like Armin's hand search. And he like 30 seconds prior is when Armin finds it. And he's like shocked to find it. Yeah. I wonder, is that like a throwback to the end of season three where Armin's picking up the shell? Maybe. He sees the sea for the first time and Aaron's just pointing out. And yeah. He's like, yeah. I want to, he's basically like, if we kill everybody. So he's not talking about this exact shell. Yeah. He's just talking about. Right. You uh, spent the past, you know, however long just always looking ahead instead of being in the now. Yeah. My typing skills went <laughs> off the wagon. <laughs> I would love so badly. I love the idea of you just smoking up the keyboard and being like, I am killing this right now. <laughs> I should have just had you do it the entire time because this, my notes, folks, right here, I mean, it looks like I formed, uh, it looks like I had Levi's hands typing it. <laughs> All right, so Armin does thank him, though, for showing me what was beyond the walls, for showing me this site. And then he says... We he talks about we did this, so after this we'll be together forever. And Aaron's thinking, where? After this, what comes and, after this? How much of you, Armin's tough in this situation? Because I see both ways. Armin's a nice enough guy to do his best to take some of this blame off of Aaron's shoulders and be like, I'm right there with you. But then he's also so nice of a guy to believe oh just because i gave him this book like i'm the real monster i'm worse than aaron and be like oh i'm going to hell and do you think he's also saying like do you think it's mostly him being like aaron is so depressed and so fucked up right now i just want to make him feel better i think yeah i mean it would be interesting to know because I, like I said, I could see both ways, but when he's smiling, like he's just trying to improve the mood, this is basically the longer version of when he just grabbed Aaron's hand when he started going down like, oh, I've killed my mom. He's basically doing the same thing and being like, you're not going to be alone forever. Like we're saying bye now and then when I die, we'll be together mm-hmm. forever because we did this together. Yep. And then Aaron's like, but where though? What comes after this? Because Aaron doesn't think about after this. He just keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And Armin says, hell will suffer for all the killing that occurred. And then they look very sad together and just give a big old th- one final hug. This is where I, I really did kind of choke up here, especially was, for Armin. I was still okay. We're coming up on my witching hour, though. Um, Aaron then says, though, it's time that he's erasing his memories, you know, for the final time before it all 
puts be, basically is put into motion. They'll oh. fight, and then Armin talks about they'll fight again next time once they meet again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in hell together forever. Um, I mean that is such a bro move, dude. Saying like, oh, "We'll we'll meet in hell." It basically, really is. when you know your boat, you've done some fucked up shit. Because Armin's Armin is a lot better guy than Aaron. It's not he hasn't done that something to that extent. Mm-hmm. But he did. He did colossal out and blow up a bunch of civilians in Marley too. We can't forget about some of the stuff he did. No, we won't. You will, but you know what? I'm a fair guy. I remember when he did that. Then he snaps out of it, and where is he at? He's on the ship where the last time that Aaron reached him from the paths in the last episode. When he like reached out to him as a little kid, yep. So we saw like he did all of that kind of at the same time, which is just it's beautifully so written, wild. beautifully yeah. connected. So good. The bird flies over. We see the skeletons of both um, the colossal Galapagos and Armin's colossal, and he, you know, he's crawling out. He's a winner, and he goes, "Oh, I remember now," and he remembers everything. Now, I don't know how he did this, if, like, the memories, if he purposely made everybody remember right on his deathbed, or if it was just one of those things, like, once the power's gone, those memories will come back. I guess it could work either way. Right, well, it's almost like he could... Or he could choose that. Well, yeah, it's interesting almost, because that seems like him being able to do that would be, like, a founder power. Right. But I guess when that's already in place, even when he loses the founder it's still altered and it would take like another founder to mm-hmm. change that. Yep. And for those of you wondering, me and Ronnie, we did take a hugging picture like our so boys cute. in this. If it's I very so cute. Myself, um, I'll cherish we'll see, it forever. We'll see y'all in hell. We'll be posting that here shortly. Um, Mikasa then walks up though. What is she doing? She's holding Aaron's head and that's when Armin turns to her, sees... Aaron's decapitated head in her arm and starts breaking down. I thought this was pretty good too, right here. This, yeah, I mean, it is good. It's just like it's one of those things where it's too. It's a little bit creepy when you first look over and Mika says holding the head the way that she is. Yeah, but it, it is. It's sweet. It's nice. It's sweet, and it's Armin's cry right here. That'll really bring yeah, a lot because in these you. two. It's nice that these two have the moment because they're the only ones that are going to give Aaron this moment. Yep. Mikasa got her memories too. Um, we then find out that Aaron came to see all of them. P- pretty much all of them. Pretty much all of them. But Mikasa's the reason the Titan. Uh, good Lord. These notes, Ronnie. I wish you could see I them. need to see him. Can afterwards. I read it the way it's written? Yes. Mikasa is the reason the Titan peers were iridef. Iridef. What does that mean? I don't know. Keep going. Mikasa was the, I think I, what I was writing though is Mikasa is the reason the Titan powers were eliminated. Okay. She's the reason they're gone because Ymir saw her kill Aaron is what right, I was trying right, to say. Right, which we kind of already talked yeah. about. Reiner, Jean, and Connie. Which is crazy to think about. Like, <laughs> think about that for a second. Getting Aaron wasn't what put an end to all of it. It was literally just the founder Ymir watching Mikasa kill Aaron. That, I mean... It stopped, like, the rumbling was stopped and everything, but everything as a whole... Like, the Titan powers. Titan powers didn't stop, and they just, like... I mean, they have lines, but it feels like you kind of just skip over that, kind of. Because, like, uh, essentially, Aaron would have just been born his the founding power into a baby, 
which would have been like Historia's baby, right? Something like that, which would have been crazy. Yeah, but, I love all these. Like John, uh, John says, "You damned <laughs> conscientious dumbass." <laughs> Uh, Reiner, he's kind of shaken too. He's like, Aaron, I can't believe you. And right, and uh, Annie calls him a suicidal maniac. We haven't got that line from her in a while. I my, love that. My favorite one might be Connie when he goes. He goes, listen to this. <laughs> Everyone is having. Can you imagine the deep, meaningful conversations Aaron had with all of them? And then Connie goes, listen to this. Aaron said my mom would turn back into a human, <laughs> <laughs> which good for Connie, but it's just yeah. And Peak says he didn't visit her. And I'm like, I mean, shit, come on, Aaron. Well, I didn't know Peak. I know, but I would have visited her just to <laughs> see he, what she looks like. He did have pretty much all of time. He could have made a stop at every Eldian. Yeah, then we get the reunion of all of the Eldians, Annie with her dad. That's a sweet reunion. Uh, Falco yells for Gabby because best boy Falco. We said protect him at all costs, and he made it through. We got it. We got him. That's one of the most happy I've been is seeing my boy Falco still alive. And this is kind of the moment where I start taking account and I'm like, oh my God, we came out really well. Yeah. I mean, it's Aaron and Zeke. Aaron and Zeke were the only ones. That's who we lose. And uh, Levi's ability to walk. But we got Levi. This is who we go to. This is where this is where Ronnie breaks, everyone. It's always uh, the... The ghost of the scouts. I mean, something about seeing Irwin's face, and now you put Hanji next to it. He's laying against a rock. I mean, he's beat to a pulp. You can tell his Ackerman powers are gone now, so his body is not doing good. And what does he do? He says, look who showed up. All and, of you. And you didn't cry, you coward, so let me walk everyone through my tears. Did you know that I cried? Did you see me? I didn't see it. my Dude, all of, like I told you, everything was in my the lump of my throat. And just in my eyes to where I'm like, I've got to force myself not to. I think because Travis was there, I was trying so hard not to cry in front of Travis. I, all right, so we see Erwin and Hanji. I feel the waterworks coming on. I'm fighting him back. I'm going, okay, no, I'm good. I can do this. I can do this. And then when Levi fucking does the salute. He says, so this is the resolution you gave your hearts for. He does the salute. The, I they all do the salute. Erwin does it with his left hand because he's only got one arm. I reach the point then when he does the salute where I go, oh crap! There's so much water in my eyes now that there's no way it's slipping out somewhere. But they still hadn't slipped, and then so now I'm kind of like leaning back in my chair, going, "No one look over. I'd be right. I'm completely good. I'm completely good." And then what really sent me over the edge? We cut over to Jean and Connie, and they have this gaped look on their face. And I'm like, and I start to kind of laugh because I'm like, what well, oh. did you see, Levi? Are you are you done with Levi? Well, keep going, I guess. If you leave, that's the first time Levi's ever cried. The the tear that rolled down right, his face. Right. That's what hurt so bad. Yeah. Okay. And I got ahead of yeah, myself. Yeah. So that happens. We mm-hmm. cut uh, directly to Connie and John, who I thought were reacting to seeing Levi cry. So I kind of laughed at that. That was their reaction. And then they hit me with a fucking Sasha hammer where they're looking at her and (laughs) she's giving the salute. And then I started ugly crying (laughs) where my face started contorting and I was going, oh my God, no one look at me. And then she smiles so sweet and I was going, oh my God, I'm really struggling here. And then uh, keep going. 
And then Falco runs to Gabby. You know, she's with her mom and dad. He gives her a hug. Uh, shipping it, they have got to get married soon. I don't care how young they are. They deserve a lifelong of happiness. And then we got Reiner with his mother. And I was ready to be mad. I was ready to be angry. Dude, it was so good. I was ready to be angry. I go, oh, this witch right here. I still thought it was going to be sweet. He tells his mom he's not the armored anymore. And he looks so like he's breaking the worst news this woman's ever going to hear in her life. And keep going. I don't want to step on your nose. She says, I'm so sorry, Reiner. You were all I ever needed. And I don't care what she says, but then I... it. Dude, Reiner gasp like he can't believe she said that and just straight up tears sliding down my face and I'm glancing over to my sides I'm going these two assholes aren't crying right now <laughs> and I'm trying to I'm like I still think I'm in the clear no, trust me, trust I go, me. No, I go I think they don't know yet so I just let the tears sit on my face hoping that no one looked until enough minutes passed to where I could wipe them and be like oh I got an itchy eye that was the sneakiest one because even his mom, as much as I don't care about her, the just her saying that, yes. I was like, God, that was the best response she could have ever said. It almost got me again good. the second time around. I felt oh it again. God. Dude, I, I kind of feel it right now. I don't want to do it in front of you right now. But. Yeah, it, don't, it doesn't count now. You, <laughs> you coward. Hey, I'm the one that's been ugly crying before, so this is payback for you. I don't oh, know God. how you got through it. I did. I was crying on the inside. I told you the two hours, the two hour break that we took was just, I felt so broken. I was cussing you out in my head. I was like, are you, I'm the only one crying. And then I, in my mind, I kept thinking, all right, it's getting ready to end. Like right in my hopeful mind, yeah. I was like, it's getting ready to cut to the end credits like right now. And I can just get up and walk away and be like, oh wow, that was a lot. Huh guys? <laughs> <laughs> Just run, you just run away. Just be like, oh, I got, a, I got a piece so bad. That was so good. Let's yeah. talk about it when I get back. Yeah, that's when we get Mikasa. She's leaving with Aaron's head because she wants to give Aaron a proper burial. And Armin tells her to pick a good place. And she says the place where he was always taking naps. And Armin's face right here, too. I know you have no feelings towards Aaron, but... I have feelings for Armin and Mikasa, though. Yeah. He's dead. He's dead. So at this point, all I got to do is worry about them, and I feel sad. Dude, how for crazy them. is that? It was just the Jaeger brothers that died. Yeah. This, I mean, and it, Armin is like, yeah, I think that's a good spot. Right, and uh, but, obviously, you know where that's going to be under the tree. But this we is also know. what makes me mad about the Mika's situation. Like, she's so wrapped up in Aaron. She doesn't spend any time with all these other people. Like she's gone until they until when the end credits start rolling. I like it. Of course you do. I mean, what is she gonna say to him, dude? What do you mean? What is it? it's not that you say <laughs> anything. Just go hug them. They helped she's, you get through it. And she's you're like, gotta give a proper burial to her man. You still can. And I, you know what I'd be saying to my girl in the afterlife? Yeah, you better be giving me a burial instead of hanging they out with They were already tiptoeing around. Even They were all like, oh, don't talk about how we got to kill Aaron in front of Mikasa. They would be like, yeah, go bury him, Mikasa. We know. know. Go bury him. They all have memories of it. But then... It's just bullshit. She disappears into the smoke, crosses the sea, and then lives out there. I mean, it seems like know, she wrote I, some letters, but... I know. I don't know. I mean, she probably talked to him. I think it just time skipped. 
What she definitely she talked to him. She starts walking away. I, I'm saying when they get back to the island, it's not like she just ignored well, him. Well, she will. Yeah, she's going to talk to him, but she'd be like, oh, wow, that was crazy three months ago, huh? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say? Wow, how cool were the uh, Warhammer Titans up there? Pretty oh cool past God. users, right? No, you just hug them and say, like, love you guys. I I love... Thanks, what, thanks, Annie, for helping me get through that. We haven't talked about this. I love that they turned into pure Titans and they got turned back. If he would have killed Jean and Connie like that at the end, and Gabby, yeah. that would have hurt assume, so fucking bad. I've, that was one of those things where if I was being realistic, I probably would have thought, oh, they're just dead. But in my head, I was going, no, we can fix this. We can <laughs> fix this. Okay, Turns so, out we could. So the two conclusion characters I was talking about was Zeke and Levi. I thought they both, their send-offs were both incredible. I mean, Armin just shines so much in this episode for me. It's not so much his ending as much as it's just like, I feel like he can, he can yeah. be my favorite character the whole show now. I like that, Ronnie. I really like that out of you. <clears throat> By the way, I did know you were crying at the Levi thing. I just didn't say anything. I was being a good Well, I don't friend. know why you didn't tell the truth just then when I asked you. So the, the Marleans still have their guns pointed at him. Uh, even with Annie's dad saying that Aaron is dead. Okay, we've got Keith here. This is when he starts being a real dick. <laughs> but I can understand why, because they did just turn into pure titans randomly out of nowhere. Um, but, you know, he's saying, prove it right here, right now, that you're not titans and that you don't have the power. Yeah, he didn't want to wait for a blood test. Real sure. yeah. Armin takes off his gear and says, if we had the titan powers, we would have used it. There's no greater proof than that. We would be using it to defend ourselves. He says, I am Armin Arlert, an Eldian from Paradis, the one who killed the attack titan, Aaron Yeager. So he just, I, I do, I really like Armin right here, just taking, you know, he's not trying, we've seen Armin multiple times, you've made jokes this podcast, he doesn't take the credit for anything, mm -hmm. but he is solely taking the credit for this just so Mikasa doesn't have to deal with yeah. it. Yeah. Then we see Mikasa looking at Ymir and says, so it was you peeking in my head. That's what it was. That's okay. what. I, okay. That's the line where I thought, okay, the headaches are Ymir peeking in her head. I like that. Yeah. I don't know what she was peeking in there for, for exactly, but. Just to get a look. Or that's what she calls peeking in. Maybe she means you're just the one giving me those headaches yeah. to fight for Aaron. <laughs> Your love was a long nightmare. But, you know, we still exist because of the lies you created. And then. She says, rest in peace to Ymir as she fades away. And also, Ymir finally has eyeballs. Yeah. It's a good good little thing right there. And she's the same age she was when she died. We haven't seen her that age the whole time yet. We then see a young girl. She's turning three years old. And we find out it's none other than Historia and Big Dick Farmer Johnny. Let's go, Farmer Johnny. It's their kid. His jeans run strong. Good looking cake, too. A lot of fruit on the side. I love fruit. Yep. And then we get a good Historia you know, monologue here. We see that it's been it has been three years since the battle of heaven and earth um she says three those, years what Mikasa didn't see those people for three years what do you mean did she really not i don't think so dude that's what dude, i'm saying i didn't take it as that at all when do you think she saw them you think she didn't see them for three years yes well <laughs> She, okay, walks, maybe I'm she walks into the smoke. She walks up to Ymir, and right before the Historia thing, we see 
Mikasa all alone, walking away from the smoke, getting on a boat to go right back to bury Aaron on the tree, like she said, Armin. And then, I mean, unless she sailed back at some point, like maybe she did that, we don't know. The next thing we hear about it is that she's just like, they're coming to visit. They're coming to see you. Shit, okay, maybe I took that wrong then. (laughs) I don't know. Which is just crazy, right? Is that not- I mean, that is insane. Three years is a long time. He did say 10 years at least, though. I don't think he was talking about his friends. I think he just meant don't sleep with other men. Yeah, she took it too literally. Yeah. She's like, all right, don't talk to anyone for 10 years. Got it. But yeah, his story is talking about how those that survived still suffer from, you know, the wounds that were created during the hard times. But the Eldia Empire formed a military of Jaegerist who got stronger by the day and, you know, uh, from the fear of re- retaliation, which it makes sense. I mean, you would want a strong military. You have to have it. The problem is, right, that they're not... They built it, and no part of them is a vibe of, oh, yeah, we're here for defense. Right. It's like... even That's what they're claiming they are, but, it, you know, it's it, aggressive. Seems, it it's, seems very aggressive. It's aggressive. Saying, if we lose, we die, and then we get the... Uh, I mean... Three of my favorite side characters of the series, the photographer, the news guy, and Flagel. Flagel! <laughs> Flagel is smoking a cigarette, looking cooler than ever. He looks like he's lost some weight. Good for Flagel. But yeah, if we win, we we live. Oh, we have shit. to fight Tatakai, Tatakai. What? Dude, and so there's other people here. So like, what is the, um, what is the really cute girl's name that I love? Um, the, she was part of the military police. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, do you remember who I'm Hitch? talking about? Though? Hitch. You see Hitch? Yeah. What's I think the mark? So. What's the mark? Uh, one sixteen, fourteen, and then I'm getting ready to blow your mind even more. They pan up on him, and I go, "Who is it?" But they've grown up. After oh, that, Kaya. you see Fred and Kaya, yeah. and their family. Oh, that is Hitch, and they look pissed, dude. Dude, Hitch and the guy with the glasses that used to be a Jaegerist that yeah, Keith Sadie, no, Keith Sadie saved him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. guy Keith Sadie you saved. You got Hitch. Gosh, he looks cute. Dude, that's awesome. The guy, the men that Keith Sadie saved are good people. Yeah. Let's go. And then I really, the Kyle one was one where I was like, okay, I got to go back and watch that because I was like, that's somebody. I'm just not putting it together right now. And Niccolo is in the back. Yep. Holy shit. Fred, Niccolo, I never Kyle. noticed that. Wow. So never noticed that as if you hadn't seen it two times six hours ago for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Historia talks about how she can't see the future that lies upon her, like obviously Aaron could. But she's certain the outcome was not the result of Aaron's choices alone. One I just need you to do this real quick because I'm having a short panic attack. It's still recording, right? Yeah. Okay. There was no, no reason I'm, for it to not be. Yeah, but. I'm leaving that in too. You know, this isn't, she talks about this isn't exactly what Aaron wished for, but he did pass this on to all of us. So we need to live in a world without Titans. She's kind of just giving her queen speech. She's a good queen to have. I feel like she's level-headed enough. Yeah, because she does seem like she like she's allowing this uh, Jaegerist military thing to go down because she knows, like, she knows to avoid... Just Further chaos. Conflict, yeah. She needs to let it happen, but hopefully she could try and talk it down a little bit before they went and did anything crazy. Right. And I mean, you have to have like a military. You can't just not have a military, 
Right. You got to have a military, but like I said, they were doing a little bit too much chanting for my liking. Yeah. Instead, instead just do every single commercial in between football games about the army. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Recruitment. Come on. Tough times we're having. We then have Armin reading Historia's letter. So that was like what All she was. Letter, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, we've got Peak, Jean, Reiner, Connie, Armin. They're all looking snazzy in these they, suits. They all look like just enough different to where you're like, oh, yeah, some years have gone by. Right. They're, they've gotten some rest finally. <laughs> yeah. Like Reiner's almost irrecognizable because it looks like he's gotten some good yeah. sleep. They're all like 22 to 24 now, which is, yeah, because they were all around 19 Connie's to hair? Connie's hair looks good. Now, he still doesn't beat my boy Jean with his hairstyle that he's rocking, but... Yeah, Jean slicking it back, putting some uh, product in it, and then... But yeah, Reiner can't believe how beautiful Historia's handwriting is, and then he sniffs the letter. Says Gotta marry her. Same old Reiner. You know, I'm a little upset they didn't let Reiner at least have one W, and that would be to marry Historia, but it's okay, you know. I want to see him with a woman, though. We never saw that. That's when Jean tells him to not lust after married women. And he's, you know, still fixing his hair in the mirror. Peek's asking him who he's fixing his hair for. Reiner makes a horse joke to Jean. I mean, it's just like old times, man. It's all fun. It's all in fun. Annie comes walking in. She's looking good, too. I love her new hairstyle. It's cute. You know, she's asking them if this will work. They are now the Allied Forced... Allied Forces Ambassadors. Okay, they're the head of it. And Peek is just shocked that they haven't gotten the ship sunk yet. But John says, wow, thanks for giving us this awesome opportunity, Aaron. He's basically (laughs) in a sarcastic way, like, wow, really wanted this job. Thanks a lot, buddy. But they have to do this because it's in their nature. Like, Aaron, Aaron wanted them to live. He didn't want them to be doing this, but that's just how they are. Right. Like, he should have known if they live, this is what they're going to be doing. Armin says, the scout regiment is made up of a bunch of dreamers who don't know when to quit. We won't be killed after all. Everyone on parody wants to know our story. So he's going to, he says, let's tell them all. We see Levi missing an eye. Yeah, so Levi's here. So let's talk about that real quick before we get to it. Okay. That's interesting in the sense of just like, it definitely feels like everyone else on the boat, this is the first time they're coming back. Yeah, right. Um, But it's almost like Levi just didn't care. It's like as soon as he got the opportunity, he's like, no, my home's over there. Whether they're going to welcome me back or not, like I'm going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it seems like he's been over there. Yeah, Levi missing an eye and in a wheelchair. um, He's giving candy to to kids. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the same lollipop as when the clown snuck up on him and you know did that pervy thing with him all those episodes ago uh we get some glimpses of yelena still alive Ugh. and anya capone she did not deserve to live no it's the one l of this episode i was disappointed in isayama armin says she does i mean she carries if there's one good thing she does she keeps zeke's memory alive a little bit and right. has an entire box of gloves and baseballs she does, yes. That's the one Bringing good thing. baseball to parody. This is what I said. No more war. Let's just start playing baseball against each other. That's how we'll fight out conflicts. Who winner, winner takes all. That's what we need to do. Armin says, 
to know why a bunch of people who tried over and over again to kill each other would show up and call for peace. Or that's what he's probably, why they're wondering that. It, it is interesting kind of like how, like, I feel like Levi might have came back earlier. We don't know because everyone is on the island. Like we see Gabby and Falco uh, a second. I don't think ago. Levi did. He, he might not have. He was but, handing out stuff to refugees the uh, with the red hats that Romsey had. People like that. So he might not have. Oh, yeah, because right, well. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what's confusing is later he's doing that. Like I'm looking at it right here. And he's sitting next to, um, one second, one second, where is it at? Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, he's back. Oh, he is back, okay. Yeah, he's not, he's not on parody. Okay. Yep, so I was wrong. Yeah, because so people aren't cussing yeah. at me too much. Yeah, I mean, they probably, are. we've, I'm sure we've messed something up. We've been talking for almost three <laughs> and a half hours. We've watched the episode, wrote about it. It's been a long day. But it's been a really fun day. I and love talking about this. And we got it right. Yeah, and then he says, the story of what we've seen, let's tell them all of it, as he reaches up and grabs a bird's feather uh, while they're on the ship. Beautiful little, I mean, it's a beautiful imagery and just moment to where, like you said, Armin, to me, I never really had him high up on my list. He shot up a lot this episode. Because he caught that feather. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to catch a damn feather in the it's wind? It's very hard, I know. Thank you. We, we then go under the tree to see that Mikasa is still sitting under it. Yep. She says, the others are coming to visit. Does that make you happy? Don't Ed, talk to her like listen, that. Listen, does that make you happy, Eden? As she slowly strokes his woven hair. <laughs> His what? His woven hair. He's, she slowly strokes it. He, she strokes the gravestone. And stone. I'm kidding. The head is the head oh, is okay. underground. See what you're saying. Yeah. I'm joking. The head is underground. She did not keep it and try to Bates Motel it. That would be ridiculous. She is seemingly having visions of them as young people. but Yeah, she didn't envision them the very first episode. Well, they did that for a second, but then it's actually almost like she's just looking down at the grave. Yeah. She's fine. She was asleep. The tree, you know, it's a beautiful tree. She breaks down. Um, and then she says, I want to see you again. And just as she says that, we have a bird fly up, grabs her scarf. Be free. Yeah. Put it around the gravestone. She smiles and says, Aaron, thanks for wrapping this scarf around me. End credits. And this is when we've got to get into the credits because I might hate the show after seeing these God, credits. you were going to be such a bitch about this. Now, okay, what I like about these credits, it's so realistic. Um, yeah. Yeah. That part, yeah. I mean, I like the whole credit thing. Do you, do you have it in the notes or do you want me to talk about it? As I, I, see I it? want you to talk about it. I'm pulling it up right here too. To... So, so yeah, obviously the first time we saw it, we get, a, we get kind of a feel for it. And then the second time, uh, Crunchyroll literally had us standing two inches from the TV looking at it all. So we get uh, everyone coming to visit Aaron's grave. The whole gang's there. We see Jean, uh, looks like Peek, Annie, and uh, Mikasa standing there. Then the seasons change. The years go by, and I'm waiting, and I'm waiting. Oh, Lordy. And then we see, let me zoom in here because I love it. Mikasa on her knees with a little kid. Um, Fuck. And the guy that's just got to be my Johnny boy. No. 
long hair down the back of God, that neck, no. wearing the same kind of hat we've seen him wear before, same kind of build. He looks good. God, dude, fuck you, Isayama, if that's true. So, Love sorry. Love you, Isayama. Sorry. Thank you, Sensei, for writing this beautiful, amazing story. If that is true, if that's actually Jean, I am genuinely in despair. And then moving forward, we've got old Jean and Mikasa. Dude, okay, is it been 10 years at least since she got with First off, don't go after your freaking best friend. There was a three-year head start. That's one of their best friends. You don't, that's the golden rule. That's like, dude, Ronnie, if I had a significant other and uh, I died... And then yeah. you start, oh, I'm going to marry her now. That is so fucked. Not if years go by. 10 years at least? Years go by and, oh, wow, we bond over a love of you? Oh, dude, don't. Seriously, don't even see me in hell if that's the case. Don't wow, even see me dude. there, buddy. That is so messed up. That is so messed Jean always carried a torch for her secretly because she he knew that uh, she's too wrapped up in Aaron. And then... Mikasa, she needs a badass man. What, she's going to just go get some guy named... Farmer John? Philip on the side of the road? No. Go get Farmer Philip. They can only be with someone Uh, who knows what they've both been through. Who are both heroes of the uh, world. And look at them. Then they're on their... You know, she's got a cane. They're visiting the grave. It looks like she's got, I don't know, two or three kids and then some... four grandchildren they're adopted in my in my four eyes they're adopted she she never had sex wow they're adopted that's beautiful and then it, we see her on her deathbed she does i th- i believe this is mikasa on her deathbed it's definitely mikasa it's got the scarf it's got the scarf she's oh all and hands. jean wow so she died and jean was so he's like well yeah i mean we wouldn't have been here if it weren't for aaron so of course i'll wrap her in the scarf for her her deathbed and put and it looks like she's buried so next nice. to aaron I mean, my headcanon is it's not Jean. I will never believe that it's Jean. I don't know why you're being such a coward about it. Not being a coward. I'm just saying. The Encellian Hellion does not deserve that. Okay? Well, the Encellian Hellion wanted her to be happy, and she looked pretty happy with four grandchildren. I I will say, I do. I am glad that she's happy. If that is Jean. Oh, are you? Well, it didn't seem like you were happy. If it is Jean, I'll accept it. If Isayama himself tells me it is him. If I don't get a confirmation from him, I'm not going to say it's him. And then we get, oh, wow, cities being built up. We've got cranes, people making their way to and from the tree. Yeah, how long do you think's passed? Maybe I'm a couple a, hundred years? hundred, two hundred years? Oh, yeah, we, I mean, we go way in the future because yeah. then it starts becoming like, they revert back for a while. It's like medieval castles almost mm-hmm. looking stuff. And then it's full on future Batman shit where there's just spotlights going on. There's wrecking into the buildings. I don't know if that's a 9-11 reference. High tech ships flying around spaceships and um, then during another war. All the while, the funniest part, no one's touching this tree, which is great. Uh, (laughs) I uh, love it. The gravestone almost to rubble down deep in the ground and then a world that's almost like all the buildings decaying, nature's taken over, and then it's just getting nuked. Yeah. So many bombs completely blown up. And then we get an after credit scene, Ronnie. And it's a, so it looks like a show, kind of like The Last of Us or something, an apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic yeah. world. Which it seems like it was. 
Right. Post-apocalyptic. And we've got... Uh, Dogs made it. That's good news. You know, it looks like a younger gentleman. He's got a cane walking around. I mean, it's the typical, the backpack. Everything is post-apocalyptic. He's got the, the entire look. This is the type of look you'll have in a video game if you're playing. He's got a dog with him. He comes upon a tree. And what does he do? He walks into the bottom of the tree, which... Here's Which the thing. We know where ghost worms lie. Ghost worms lie. Here's the good thing about it, though, Ronnie. He wasn't forced in there. He wasn't being shot with arrows, forced yep. in there. I'm hoping his mindset is a little bit better than Ymir's. Nothing bad will happen. I the think end. so, too. Or it means that it's bound to happen again. The cycle repeats. End of episode. We did it, brother. We did. I mean, this was an incredible way to end it. I, I really enjoyed it. The my only qualms is the Jean, the Jean thing, which but. is a ridiculous thing to have a qualm about. Um, I would like to know what people do have qualms about. Like I'm interested to talk to people. The fact that we let's also take one last second to realize the fact that we made it this far without being spoiled. First of all, thanks to all of our listeners who've read mm-hmm. the manga and were so cool and didn't do the, you know, nine year old joke of like, oh, I'll send it to him anyways. Yeah, no one did that to us. No one Not did Not a that. single person. Even um, people who don't like us. Can we please do something before we end this? Will you respect me enough to do this? Look me in the I, eyes. Yeah, I'll do it. I know what you're going to do, and of course I'll do it. Because while I'm not as much of a fanboy as you, what a beautiful written character. It is very tragic, and of course I'm going to do it. Because while I don't, so, I don't feel... He's one of the best written characters that, I've, that I specifically love. Um, God... I hate talking about it like I mean, this with you. I don't think you hate it because you keep doing it. <laughs> no, thank you for doing this, though. We are going to give the boy Aaron Yeager, a.k.a. Dr. Genocide of Galapagos, a.k.a. the the Incelian Hellion, a.k.a. what was it? Canaveras Child Chadron, a.k.a. Long-Haired Handsome Devil. A.k.a. the construction worker that paved the way for Jean. A.k.a. A.K.A. God, don't say that ever again. A.K.A. Mikas' first lover. A.K.A. Love, not lover. They kissed. A.K.A. He was dead. He, he was still breathing. I saw it with my own eyes. A.K.A. The Devil of Parody. I think okay. that's how we end his. Don't be too greedy with the number of seconds. Let's see what you land on. Thirteen. Okay, the, I was going to give you Ymir, up to 15. The Ymir 13, because that was the lifespan. That's the tragic number of 13. Yep. Let's give our boy Aaron Yeager 13 seconds of silence. And here we go. Is everyone getting ready to unsubscribe from us? I think so. Have we just been holding on to him until this was over? Ronnie, I'll remember this moment forever. Me too, brother. It was a good run, and I I love everyone that listened, past, future, and present. I might quit the podcast next week. Possibly. Okay. And thank you, of course, for spending that time with us. Spending that time. Thank you for doing the moment of silence, Ronnie. I I respect you for that. Of course. I wouldn't have it any other way. Great ride. We're still got to wrap up where we're going to do our favorite moments of the entire show. A bunch of other things. We want you to yeah. send us Please random things. Please send us stuff. Yeah. Anything. Travis is going to be on Social it. media, emails. Yeah. I mean, we want to 
we need to do the entire show justice because we just covered the hour and a half that happened. Took us a long time to do it, but go to the link in the description. I know do what it. a record we blew it out of the water. We I think really we'd did. gotten to two hours one other time, but three get out of town. Right, even cutting out stuff, it might be three and a half. How does Joe Rogan do this four times a week? It's I don't know. Really kind of stupid. Probably no because he doesn't have to look across the room at someone like you. No one needs to do it that much. Uh, I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Until next time. Peace. Peace.